0: Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode one hundred forty seven. We are back down in the basement. It's a beautiful day here in southern Ontario, but we said no no, we will not go out in the sun. We will not frolic in the sun. We will not get active out in the nice weather. We will come down to a tiny room in the basement and talk about wrestling for your amusement and entertainment. Yes?
1: Entertain I don't know if it's entertaining.
0: Right. That I shouldn't I shouldn't guarantee it's entertaining. You may be bored to tears by us, but Regardless, we're here to do either. Bore you, entertain you, amuse you, whatever it is. Um, so we were just talking off air. You're pretty excited because you get an empty house. You just had a realization during the sound check where you go, hooray. Yeah, you like that? Yes. Why? What are you going to do? If you're like me, you don't do anything different. It's just the fact that the house is empty. No, I just like it being
1: empty. Well, then I can shower with music on. So
0: <laughs> that That's the big draw? Somewhat. Yes, because it is Saturday, what is this, May 13th, day before Mother's Day. If any of you have mothers and wives that forgot, remember, that's tomorrow. But yeah, I just came from a two-hour basketball practice with your brother. Then I'm off to taking him to a birthday party where he's going to climb high ropes in the trees. called Treetop Trekking. It's pretty cool. Then he has an exhibition game tonight, so you're on your own mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. dinner. What's your plan for dinner then?
1: Um, McDonald's. Maybe.
0: Wendy's? I don't know. Pizza Nova? Mm, you're having pizza know. for lunch so yeah we've got know. our smoothies like we used to back in the old days what'd you get today funky monkey
1: oh uh, yeah i think so yeah
0: and i'm strawberry storm remember we used to update everyone on our drinks every <laughs> yeah. week when we were starting out the watermelon i like that watermelon one because we guy, didn't know yeah. what to talk about yeah but i don't know I'd, how was your week anything exciting happen
1: um no
0: you didn't see any movies you worked not, work was unspectacular as usual lots of fire alarms going off at school
1: like what? I think we had two this week.
0: We had we've had four in the last two weeks. I think it's been five. Maybe five. You could be right. I think there was three last week. Don't really know what the issue is, but Vape. It's, it could be yes. People vaping in washrooms. It seems to be a definite possibility. It, I know that it was me. It was you. Yeah, <laughs> with all your vaping. I'm I'm admitting it right here. Yeah, it's the it same. was always me. It, so you don't admit it. It was you, me all along. You wait till we're recording and it's out there forever. Exactly. To admit it. That's smart. Yeah. That's kind of the opposite. That's the that's the genius yeah. of it. No yeah. one would even ever though, expect like, it.
1: Even though most of the time I was already outside in gym class, it was still
0: me. It was still you. Yeah. Yeah. You found a way. Yeah. Yeah. Because you weren't even affected. Because you're outside, yeah, right? Most so of the
1: time, yeah, I think like once or twice it affected me. Yeah. Excellent. Well, that's yeah. what's been going on
0: here. And then I don't know. Oh, uh, I finished
1: all those bounties on Survivor. Oh, you
0: did. So you're completely done everything on the game? No,
1: I just did the bounties.
0: Oh, but you've already finished the game. Yeah. So what nice else is there? Story. There's a bunch
1: of side. Oh, side
0: missions crap. and whatnot.
1: And so I finished all the bounties, going through these bounty hunters from the first game. Yeah. And then the person sending me on the bounties is trying to get the bounty on me, so I had to fight her. Oh. And then she got taken by Boba Fett. Damn Boba Fett. That's the whole reason I did the thing. I just wanted to see Boba Fett.
0: And when you saw him, he was Boba saw, Fett. It was well, as you expected. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what else? As we are we up to? I don't know. Did you do anything for your mom for Mother's Day tomorrow? Do you have anything for her? No, so that's something you could do while you have the house to yourself: is walk Not your carcass, ideas. walk to Walmart, get a card, get her some candy. Uh, I don't know, figure something out. Uh-huh. A gesture would be nice, I assume, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I don't. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I'm sort of no. pressed for time. I think we will do all our usual stuff, and we're gonna quickly talk about what was it backlash. Uh, just like what I would call a turbo review, no really recaps of moves or anything, I don't think, but we'll definitely hit on it uh, quickly. There was some stuff I liked on it, I think, because it's been a week, so I have seen and heard some things. I don't think I liked it as much as some people did, and specific things especially, but I don't think it was a Which bad show. right? Yeah, That seems to be normally how we sort of fall, a little bit below what most people think, but yeah. just my honest reaction to it. But anyways, mm-hmm. I say we start doing that now, talk about some wrestling. In our first segment, where we will go over some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. Okay, ratings this week. We've got NXT averaging 601,000 viewers. So up 5.8% to get over 600,000. Earned a 0.17 in the key demographic that is up significantly, 21.4%. And again, as it is every week at this time of year, they were going up against playoff basketball and playoff hockey. It is their second best demo rating of the year. So pretty good number in that category. Dynamite. They're up again this week or up this week. I think they were down last week. They're at 877,000 viewer average this week, which is up 13% from last week and earned a 0.32 in the key demographic up 14.3%. Not bad numbers considering they had even tougher competition. They had basketball playoffs, they had football or uh, hockey playoffs, but also um, the CNN town hall that I'm sure you watched with Donald Trump. I don't even know what that is. So they just basically had him on with a bunch of his fans in the crowd to laugh and cheer at everything he said in an interview on CNN. So that drew a bunch of viewers as well. And I guess speaking about playoff hockey, that was the big news I didn't talk about in our banter is the Leafs got eliminated. So I'm done going down to Mike's garage and watching every hockey game when I don't really watch hockey. Cool. It's more of an excuse to just hang out with people. So that's done. Okay. They, they, they won their first playoff series in 19 years, got everybody excited, and then flamed out in the second nice. round quite noticeably. Uh, anyways, you got any news for us? Um, yeah, let's back up. Okay, all right.
1: Um. So I guess I'll kind of do like a double kind of thingy. I trust um, you. So Ed you wants to, to win the World Heavyweight title and then retire when he loses it. Kind of, mm-hmm. and that's kind of related because he will not, he can't be the first <laughs> champion at least because yeah. it's going to be Rollins versus
0: Styles. And what a surprise! A wrestler wants and to be the team. champion, shocking. He's very alone in that.
1: I guess that's a nice retirement plan because he, he didn't
0: lose the World
1: Heavyweight Title, but I guess. Oh, uh, I, 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 I guess that's cool, but I, I would say no.
0: I would say no as well. Being the people we are, who don't love the ultra veterans being really involved. It's not a surprise I'll neither be of like, us. Nah. No, thanks. Um, someone we do like is Will Ospreay. And Meltzer's reporting it that he is booked for All-In at Wembley Stadium, which is great. Uh, he's factored into plans for the show in London. Our only disappointment was, as you pointed out, I really wish he was committed for Forbidden Door because I mean, we I have tickets for that one. I feel like he will be, but... That would be amazing. If we uh, get him and somebody in a cool singles match or him and Ozzy open in a trios match, that would be amazing. But, uh, anyway, so yes, he will be at all in, which is good because more will Osprey is better than less.
1: Mm -hmm. That is a factual statement. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. Um, other things for nighted champions, AKA our next blood money show, the next blood money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ew, so we'll have a Lesnar Rhodes rematch. Obviously. And so that's the day of Roman's one thousand days. So he's not defending his titles. But as I told you, him and Solo are gonna face Owens and Zayn.
0: So that is interesting because Zayn and Owens don't go to it's, Yeah, it's for that Saudi shows.
1: And then also it's definitely a slight of the Usos, storyline wise. Yes. But it, it, I'm surprised that Owens and Zayn are me
0: too. I'm wondering how that got very married. surprised Zane is going, particularly. Yeah, but Owens has always just said, I don't want to go, so I don't know what's changed. I feel like at he least was that's on the first one. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Some people were on the first one that didn't want to go back, like Brian and Cena were on the first one, and then they didn't want to go where, back. When and...
0: was the like near hostage situation plane thing? Is that the first one?
1: Wait, like the one where they were stuck in town? Yes, that was 20 Crown Jewel 2019
0: because that was both bef- like.
1: A month ish before Survivor Series because that's when NXT were on SmackDown. The, right. Like the day oh after yeah or to whatever. make
0: up that it was actually an awesome episode of SmackDown. Yeah. And they couldn't go with any of their plans. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's that funny that awesome, right. that's what made it good, right? Yeah. The fact that they had to throw like, out it. Like Cole plans. versus Brian. Right.
1: Uh, Champa beat. I wanna. It might have been Miz, which is kind of funny. A Champa beat Miz because that like because they had the whole weird partnership yes. thing later on
0: um that might be the one of the only smackdowns i actually remember because it was so different yeah like
1: matt riddle and keith lee beat up sammy like yeah i think that that i know that's when it was so
0: interesting yeah. so yeah I, those guys are going over i guess so we'll see what happens that's interesting that should be it. i i would watch that match at least. i would too even though we gen- generally don't watch the shows from saudi i would cherry pick it i'll cherry. yeah pick it that sounds probably. fair
1: so i would I do. Actually, I really want to watch Rollins and
0: Styles too. Actually. Yeah, that should be good. So
1: I'll definitely watch those two matches, at least. All right, I'll watch we'll them with s- you. We'll see what the rest of the show looks like. We'll
0: record it and cherry-pick it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So I was reading some... It was basically some insight on the creative situation in AEW. It's slightly changing because they recently hired Will Washington. I know that does name doesn't mean anything to you, but I used to listen to his wrestling podcast many, many years ago. I think it still exists. But anyways, he's... Now, and he worked for Fightful. He's working directly under Tony Khan regarding creative where Washington is in charge of like or responsible for long term stories and continuity because he uh, he generally has a really good memory of everything that's happening. He's pretty well respected in the industry. So he's the kind of one there going, no, no, that won't make sense if you do that because of this. Like you did this three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Like that would be dumb. That's cool. So I trust him to be pretty good at that job. And then basically they're saying, I feel like
1: that's something. Um, sorry, WWE wouldn't do either. They wouldn't. They would just be like, our fans are
0: stupid. They won't remember. And if they do, or they just they just want, yeah, they just want to care. So I kind of like that. Me too. If as long as it kind of pays off, like especially you, because you remember everything detail wise, right? Whereas for me, I'll forget stuff. But for you, like just somebody making sure stuff makes sense compared to what you've already done, right? or f- mm-hmm. in the context of what already exists sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So the story is Khan outlines, uh, outlines the whole show as the booker, and then there's two key people helping him, and that is QT Marshall and Sanjay Dutt. And then there's... Interesting. What are they doing? So they're like the next level beneath him, I guess, are helping him. And then sounds like a layer under that, sort of with input but maybe not quite directly, is Pat Buck, Jerry Lynn, Christopher Daniels, Dean Malenko and then Will Washington—they're all in Where's that the meeting. Elite? Uh, so then you also have stars who have input, which is like Omega, MJF, Jericho. are
1: they EVPs though? Like, so how does that shake out? Are they not? Like, so that's, they're executives, that's still a thing, right?
0: So yeah, they're executives, but that doesn't mean they necessarily are involved in creative, right? You can be an. executive. Oh, okay. We're talking
1: just creative, creative. Oh, right? okay, okay, okay. So this no, is no. the creative yeah. team sort of thing. So sure, yeah, I would, like I was thinking more of a general
0: thing. So Omega, MJF, Jericho, Bucks, moxie Danielson, Punk, and FTR. Are like big enough to have a little bit of input did in. Did their you stuff. say Punk? I did because he's coming back apparently. Oh, so, screw I guess we got to start I, I, including I him. You. I'm done. You but yeah, so punk. it sounds like I don't like I don't know if that's similar to WWE. It feels like there's, it's got one guy at the top, but maybe he's a little more trusting of some of the opinions beneath yeah. him. It feels. like. I would like. definitely
1: trust someone like Mox. He seems right, smart. not because he's my boy, but he seems genuinely like smart yes. about things. And also like I saw a thing Omega is like calling him the MVP yeah. for them, which I think is. I think Mox is definitely. And someone Dead like guy.
0: Danielson, who you know is not in it for himself at yeah. this point, right? You don't want selfish people. To...
1: Oh, yeah. Danielson's definitely good. He's also got a good mind for yeah. everything. So I think, I mean, he's can still, he could still be good enough to, like, obviously get whatever he wants. But yeah. if he doesn't want that, then, yeah. But he's definitely a good mind to have as well. And Jericho has reinvented himself a million times so yes. that makes sense and
0: he's also interested in working with the next big stars too like he's the one that picked what's his face <laughs> action andretti who's oh yeah, right. disappeared yeah, yeah. into the ether well, he,
1: and he's like helped Guevara a bunch of right.
0: times Garcia too uh, yeah next time so as long as you give the right people yeah. input it's fine him, him and Danison
1: are what punk claimed to be mm-hmm. but he wasn't correct so other than the MJF thing but I would argue MJF helped elevate him. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? Like, I
0: don't it doesn't really work like that. Uh, what do you have? I have a few more things. Um.
1: So post backlash, Damian Priest is reportedly viewed as a top. I saw player, that, which I think is interesting. I don't know. I feel like like he is good. I like Damian Priest, but I don't know why. Like one celebrity match changes his perception Correct. so heavily. Like that to me, that's a little weird, and it's, that's not a diss on him because I do think he's good. So do I, I. I like him? I liked him in NXT. I think you're I saying think it's kind of weird. Like
0: why now? Why right? did that like, match tip the scales into superstar?
1: Right, like because he's always been good. And It's not like I think it I, it wasn't a standout performance for him, but it it, it was because of the the eyes on it with Correct. Bad Bunny, right? And yes. the por- whole Puerto Rico like atmosphere. I don't like. I think purely just on a performance from him, it was
0: good. But like he's usually pretty good. Or maybe the, like he's he is good, and maybe he's getting some of the credit for Bad Bunny looking good because people. Seem to love Bad Bunny's performance, and that we'll get to yeah. that after this. But mm-hmm. so, yeah, I agree. Like, I think Priest has always been good. I'm not sure he's a top, top, top guy, but I'm like you, I'm not quite sure why this match is what sort of tipped things. in Yeah, his paper. it's just a, it's a him. little weird for
1: me. Yeah, I'm happy for him, but me like, too. he's always just been kind of good to me. I don't think this was like. An, a star making turn here or like
0: wow this is so different than all of his other matches he's no, clearly no, all... amazing like it's it's Damien it Priest still felt pretty good like yep. yeah it's just a little weird um so AEW is closing in on WWE's all-time attendance number so reported in the Wrestling Observer that all tickets sorry that all in tickets right now are at 65,584 or as of whenever I took this news from so 60,000 tickets gives them a 7.7 7 million dollar gate So that puts it uh, first or second all time for the largest first day ticket sales event uh, in history, already surpassing the 55,000 first day sales for SummerSlam 92, which I guess was a big seller for some reason. That was the... I knew you would tell me. That's the one in
1: Wembley. Oh, that's fine. They're comparing the same building. That makes sense. That's the Bulldog Bret Hart SummerSlam.
0: Right. So it, it... will be the largest gate outside the United States and be the third largest verifiable paid crowd outside the U.S. So by every metric and account, this is a very successful thing that AEW is doing by going over to Wembley. Uh, a bit of a risk taking such a giant venue, but clearly it is going to be full by the time everything is said and done. So that's cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, last one I had was why Breaker wasn't in the draft. Yes, because that see was this. one of the planned call-ups, right? Seem, or like, seemed sorry, like, it. like one of the most rumored call-ups, yeah. and like pretty deadly, and right, and Grimes, which yep. they both are gone. Yeah, because um, uh. apparently, like, officials are happy with his current heel character, and they want to give him more time to work on that. Yeah, and like post-SummerSlam call-up is kind of rumored,
0: and I agree with that. I think he's better as a heel. He's doing a good job, and he's still got room to grow. So yeah, I actually you think that's stick fine. stick was really bland, right? It was so. very bland. Yes, it, it was
1: ironically kind of like, I mean, I kind of similar
0: to like pre, Papa Pump St- uh, Scott yes. Steiner because yes. like it,
1: it didn't la- it didn't, it lacked a lot. You know what I mean?
0: And he's not super charismatic and a ton of personality, no. so allowing him to sort of be a heel, I think, is helping him. Meaner so, than yeah, evil. I agree with that. The meaner than evil needs to go because that's really dumb. <laughs> that's so bad. But the rest, I'm quite happy with him. Uh, so I talked to you about this. There are rumors, of, and it was even listed as possible spoiler on the first world heavyweight champion. Some guy on Twitter, I actually forget the name, but apparently he has put some re- reliable information on there that he's not just like a dirt sheet, whatever, that some of the things he's tweeted have uh, been true and it was basically saying that Grayson Waller, the first guest on his Grayson Waller effect on main roster... Yeah, he
1: will have... He does have the show coming.
0: Right, and that someone replied saying that the first guest on Grayson Waller, sorry, would be the first, what is it, world heavyweight champion. Mm -hmm. And so someone replied saying they hoped it was AJ Styles, and his reply was consider it done. Basically, people are interpreting that as he has inside information that the first champion will in fact be AJ Styles... And you're saying at the way the tournament has gone so far that that is possible still. It is, yeah, and so seems a bit out of left field. We to me. were talking about it, yeah. I don't really like that. And um, okay, so and that would mean he's on. It would be the same brand as the undisputed, right? Right, which is the whole. That's the obvious. I thought what's that happening. was the point.
1: The title is on Raw, which so that it doesn't make sense. And also, just to me, like AJ hasn't really been doing much lately. He just Agreed. came back from injury recently. I don't think he really needs to be thrust into a title scene. Plus. I'm much more interested in him challenging Roman for the undisputed title because they had a cool feud in 2016, I think. Mm-hmm. And plus, like Rollins has been hotter. Rollins can carry that belt better. Rollins is already on Raw. Rollins is your boy. Yeah, and Rollins <laughs> is my boy. And so here's the segment from like uh, last night's SmackDown says Grayson Waller effect premiere next week with a huge guest, which follows right. So yes, when is hold on? I'm gonna look up the date of Night of Champions.
0: Yeah, so date. I- it's, I don't know, it seems weird that it'd be styles, same thing. Like I'm not watching the programs every week, but I haven't I still keep up and listen to reviews and read stuff and I haven't seen a ton on AJ Styles. So it feels like that would be a pretty bold choice. Yeah. Based I agree. on his positioning right now. Okay,
1: so the Grayson Waller effect with the huge guys is next week, which would be May nineteenth, I yeah. think. And then um Night of Champions is a week from that Saturday. Right. So actually two weeks from now yeah basically um and so i guess technically styles could be like he could be on so styles beyond the Grayson waller effect is not the part that doesn't make sense because they have a bit of history right and then also they get they're both on smackdown next week yeah but then i don't he won't be on smackdown as the world champion i mean technically if he won the title later the world heavyweight champion would still technically have been on the show but i don't know, just styles doesn't it doesn't really work for me
0: I don't know why. And for the first like champion of a a thing your prestigious thing, don't you want it somebody who's fo- been focused on a lot lately and is considered like, like a top star sort of thing? Yeah. Like so Ron has
1: been consistently doing stuff. Again, he
0: had Omos, Logan Paul. Just rumors, but you never know. Yeah. Uh that's kind of weird. Do you have any other news? I uh, know. Okay, the only other thing I had cuz I thought it was funny is that several wrestlers in WWE apparently are happy to see Vince McMahon back. So it seemed like basically from reading it, it was the people that are happy to have him back are the people that know he likes them and is going to push them. So like, is that really news? I don't think so, right? Like, hey, the guy that has pushed me in the past is back. I'm happy yeah. about that, right? So I don't think like it's a general consensus that they're happy he's back. But, and it was said in, it was Wade Keller, I'm sure I am sure Lesnar is. Um, and he was saying that Vince seems to be the one focusing building strong baby faces, and Triple H is more f- focusing on heels. So going forward, we'll see if baby faces are super lame, because WWE struggles with that. Doesn't seem like that's how you would divide I... things up, but because
1: isn't Triple H the one who built the Sami Zayn baby face? Because I don't know if that was Vince like. The bulk of the bloodline stuff was Triple H, right? Like, so I think Triple yeah, H I think so. is, should be created with the same thing. Like, that he made a big baby face as Sam So I don't like Vince, is notoriously crap at that. Yes, he did. I think Drew, Drew McIntyre was the last pretty big one, and mm-hmm.
0: that was like three years ago, right? So I'm I'm not convinced of their ability to create baby faces, whoever it is, but that's, especially Vince.
1: That's, I don't know, that just seems weird to me. Yeah, like, and again,
0: who knows if that's true or not. Well,
1: I don't, Triple H I can trust a bit. Like the Sami Zayn thing, and then also yeah. NXT, you could look at like Gargano or mm-hmm. Sami Zayn the first time, mm-hmm. or um, someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else. Um, Anyone? Another, another person. Uh, they built Kyle O'Reilly for a while and then they they, tried. they partnered him with Von
0: Wagner. Right. That was funny, though. That was funny for the wrong reasons. <laughs> no, but we I'll laugh. never
1: forget the failed heel turn. That was my favorite thing ever. I just just the, trying to heel turn on him the, and getting chumped immediately. Promos they, of them like training in the, like the woods. And like lumberjacking stuff. Yeah, and stuff like that. Too yeah. funny. Amazing.
0: I just love that he failed his own heel turn. That was my favorite thing exactly. ever. Exactly. <laughs> that was just the best. Uh, well, I guess that's wrapping up news. We will move into what I will consider a probably a turbo review of what was that a week ago today's uh, ple yeah and that is WWE Backlash. All right, so let's talk a bit of Backlash. Um, first thing of note I would say is the crowd. Yes, <laughs> like mm-hmm. oh yeah, even in the opener they were like really hot, crazy hot crowd for. Um, Eosky for some reason, Zelina Vega for obvious reasons, and Bad, Bad Bunny. Bunny for obvious reasons mm-hmm. as well, right? So, so yeah, they a, were... Or any LWO. Yeah, LWO, any sort of any of that group. So, super duper hot crowd that I thought added quite a bit to this show, to be honest, uh, to get that out of the way. They were fantastic. Um, and it was, um, well, I don't know if it was a stadium, but it was like
1: a stadium show. It had, like, obviously a bigger venue, and they had, like, the curved ramp with a different mm-hmm. stage. It w- it was pretty similar to the Royal Rumble stage from this year, but I think it was slightly different.
0: Ooh, just got a big chunk of fruit through that straw. Yeah, that's that's weird. Sometimes. I don't like when that happens. No, me neither. Sorry.
1: Um, but like the stage, I don't know. It's just at least it looks different from yeah, the you, big LED screen. That you always love everyone, a Everyone's tired of I think.
0: Right. So the opening match on this card is Io Sky taking on Bianca Belair for whichever championship it is. You Raw, can, even though they're both on SmackDown. Thank. Oh, that's funny yeah um so it's it's awesome
1: i mean to be fair this is before the draft takes effect but to be unfair or to counter my to be fair point yep um they shouldn't have swapped the women's titles or you should have had a challenger from raw take it right because this is what you end up with yeah so the crowd it's like that women's tag title match on nxt yeah they're both on the main roster so it doesn't matter
0: doesn't matter so the crowd is super hot for this but completely behind EO Sky and not Bianca Belair so a really or at str-
1: least less so on a, a really Belair.
0: strange dynamic is created for this right it feels like when WWE would be in Canada and they'd have to refer to it as bizarro land because the Canadians would just cheer Canadians whether they it's the biggest heel in the company <laughs> is a Canadian they're getting mad cheers and so commentary would be tripping over themselves trying to explain like well it's bizarro world in Canada they just do what they want sort of thing. So a lot of this was EO Sky working Bel Air's arm, right? And then anytime Bel Air would start to get any sort of traction, Eo would go back to the arm again. Um so she ends up remember there's one awkward spot. I'm just sort of hitting things I remember here. She's selling that arm, so she goes for the one arm press and ends up dropping EO like kind of on her face. Basically, I've it looked that. it looked a little bit dangerous.
1: It looked like it looks like it could have broken her but uh it looked also like it, it thankfully didn't
0: yeah no it didn't um so they both in one little spot get a chance to do some tumbling to showcase their ability to do that right io's trying to do heel work like she's using all of her five second a second count choking bel-air but like the Crowd just won't it have was it, so weird. they just don't care. They love it. I did her. not get it. I get that. I loving like EO. Puerto Ricans, but I don't, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I love EO, yo, yeah, yeah. Don't get like, me wrong, but if she's,
1: she's, it's weird.
0: It was very, I kind of enjoyed it, kind of was interesting. It just added something, right? I think right?
1: they I think I heard on SmackDown they're teasing damage control split, and it's weird. So EO I got think the single spot out of this, yeah. but then Bailey and Dakota challenged for the tag titles last night. Oh, did weird. they? Yeah,
0: so. Belair hits a top rope power bomb at one point. Eo kicks out and then you get damage control show up, right? Dakota Kai and Bailey they start to get involved. Kai lands a kick to Belair's head, but it doesn't really work. And Belair ends up hitting her KOD anyways, pins Io Sky after about eight minutes Um Eight, I think eighteen. Sorry, I don't think eight is correct. <laughs> I don't think so. It fe- there were some short matches on this show, but yeah. I do not believe that this was one of them. So I just really want to quickly double check. Yes, mm-hmm. eighteen minutes is okay, correct. I was gonna say. Uh, so commentary start talking about right after the match, EO's teammates costing her the win. So I was already saying here, I, I forgot they're involved. It feels like they're going to pull this thread right of this is the beginning of sort of EO not appreciating them coming down. So if you're saying. She's the one positioned for a singles run. That is kind of what I thought we were starting to get here, but
1: I didn't know that. It just seems like it, it's weird that they put her in the singles match. Although,
0: hey, Io is not fantastic. Day-to-day.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I'm not I'm not against it. I'm just saying it's a little there weird. Were times, just based on how be, she's been portrayed on the main there roster. There were
0: times in her NXT run where I was on here saying she was my favorite wrestler, gender aside. I liked even her a matter. lot better Best when she was wrestler. wearing the dark stuff. Me too. But. And with her theme, it was so good. I mean, she's still got the theme, yes, to be fair. Yes, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. So I thought this was a really good match. It really only loses marks for the predictable interference attempt near the end they just can't help themselves by ha- you can't have someone lose completely clean right I guess you're trying to keep them looking strong or whatever which I get but I just really liked this because the story of EO trying to take away Belair's power advantage by going after that arm right and I thought they both did a really good job in telling that story and then you've got Belair hitting some of her usual power spots while selling the arm and io looked really smart and calculating with her varied attack on the arm throughout the match um i didn't think there was much chance io could win and i i think we both picked this one correctly right in our predictions oh look at that but i thought the match was good enough that i could easily forget that it was a predictable outcome and just enjoy enjoy it. it i thought this was a really good start to the show this was in my top two probably matches on this card so a really good opener I thought a great showing by EO just a reminder or e- showing people that aren't aware that she is capable of amazing singles matches and I think this was a really quality defense for Belair even if the build wasn't super strong to it a really good match with the believable challenger in the context of the match so I really like this opener you
1: Yeah I thought it was really well done um the yeah the targeting from EO I think works really well the build was kind of lackluster but um luckily the match delivers anyways um it suffers a bit from the whole weird SmackDown Raw thing for me. Like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't just doesn't make sense to me. But um, I thought they work really well together. A couple of NXT girls. Yep. Um, I think Eo could get a singles run at some point. Hundred percent. I would like that. Um, the crowd was a little weird, but not about it. They were at least into it. It made it kind I'll, of fun for me, but you know, just the fact that yeah. the
0: heel is getting cheered no matter what she does was fun. Uh, I me.
1: do appreciate at least like a hype crowd, which is super unlike wwe yes so but this was really good yeah it was one of my preferred matches on the show
0: Uh, agree uh then we went into i'm just gonna hit matches none of the other ads and promos and stuff that were on this a match that i don't think is on your top couple on the show and that was omos taking on seth rollins i like rollins um, gear though even though you love seth rollins great crowd response for seth rollins they were singing his song singing i put in quotes because it's not words humming i don't know what you call it but they they were doing that for a very long time right so, obviously, you've got Omos overpowering Rollins early on and sort of staying in control for quite a while. And then Rollins goes two suicide dives, but Omos catches the second one and press slams him outside. Um, so, Omos is like hitting a move and then trying to work the crowd, but they are just they just keep singing Rollins' song throughout this, which yeah, is pretty funny. Omos sucks. Uh, we got a slingshot knee and some leg kicks by Rollins to sort of start chopping the big man down uh, and including drop kicking his leg. Pedigree's countered into a backdrop by Omos, a DDT by Rollins, then a frog splash, but Omos kicks out at one. Sleeper by Rollins, Omos powers out with a side slam. We get a stomp, um, a kick to MVP to get him off the apron, another stomp, but Omos kicks out of that. So then we go super finisher time, and it's a top rope stomp for Seth Rollins, and he wins. And this was uh, 10 minutes, which is... For Omos, a pretty lengthy yeah, match, good, good right? good for Omos. I thought it was pretty much what you would expect, right? I, again, I think the really hot crowd helped this pretty basic match, right? Basic because one person can only yeah. do basic I didn't things. I love the
1: spot where he's going for the stomp and Omos just stops it. Like, he's just like... Yes. He can't sell Because not just because I think that's kind of lame, but also because I swear I've seen that before. I want to say Keith Lee did that, but I know he just did that with an RKO, so I could be thinking wrong, but right. I, I know someone else has done that before, and I just, I'm just like, eh. <laughs> yeah, um, I just didn't love that spot. Um, and Stomp has to be, like, it's one of my favorite finishers, but it's also, like, just purely in matches. It has to be one of the weakest, because, like, I mean, some t- for select occasions, because you know how many, like, Brock probably took? Right. Or, oh, yeah. or Omos, like, in select cases. Ray Wyatt, I feel like, for, took a thousand. Yeah, like, The Fiend or something. like. Yeah. I feel like it's a, it's protected sometimes, but I feel like in select cases, it's, like, one of the worst finishers known to man. In terms
0: of success rate? Yeah. yeah. To
1: be fair, I think Roman Spear suffered a similar fate because he yes. always faced, like, Stroman and Brock yes. and whatever. But, like, you know, it, I feel like this is one of those matches where the stomp is just, like... It's useless until you hit five. <laughs> exactly. Something.
0: And a super one for the yeah. finish. Yeah. And I think like this was a fine match, right? Because o- omas can't do much and he's so big that you can't do much to him either. Yeah. So this is what you're gonna get. And the
1: build was stupid too, because it just came in nor So this right. match was like it was pretty much a waste of time. It wasn't horrible, but I would say it was a waste of time.
0: And and yeah, it was Rollins selling for like three quarters of this and then hitting a super finisher. So a decent match and nothing else, right? Like yeah. it wasn't bad. And so that's a credit to Rollins probably. Um yeah. to carry this guy to top, a decent top of a player. A decent ten minute match. Yeah. yeah. Um, then we get one that surprised me in the length of it, and that was for the United States championship, uh, with Austin Theory. It was, it was kind of short super right? short yeah. against lashley and bronson reed which i would
1: have liked this to honestly you could just scrap rollins and omas i love rollins but like and give this more time yeah yep. like, like honestly if you had chucked rollins in here for no reason that would make more sense to me than yeah putting him
0: with Omos. and right off the bat not having seen him in a little while uh bronson reed is bigger than ever yeah, yeah like yeah, heavier yeah. than ever for sure or he's, heavier than he's i've looking ever seen
1: more him. like tyrus which is kind of mean
0: but. yeah it is uh, so in this one, I don't have much. Lashley attacks uh, both men as the bell rings, and Reed and Theory briefly work together, and then Reed just sort of overpowers them and runs over Austin Theory, and then Reed hits a Vader. Remember, it was to the from the apron to the floor because for a second we thought he was going <laughs> to yeah, salt I was just to like, no, floor. he's not. So he hits the kind of Vader bomb to Lashley on the floor. He does, however, a little bit later, Reed he go does go he for did, a move he did salt do it in the to ring. Be fair. Um, so he misses it, and then Lashley hits him with a spear theory sends lashley out of the ring and like the heel he is steals the pinfall to retain the u.s in less than seven minutes for a triple threat for a triple threat title match right so i i thought some of the action in this was fine but it's really too short for a pay-per-view triple threat i don't really there's not much to analyze here i don't think the match was bad but it felt like to me something that could have easily been on tv right because it got hardly any time so and it's mostly about the theory or
1: sorry no lashley bronson reed feud that was kind of going so theory's inclusion's a little
0: weird yeah and it's I, I don't know i think they missed a chance to make reed look like a monster in this even if they didn't want to give him the win like have him dominate and it takes both of them to sort of deal Which with i, I don't they, know
1: they kind of did in the, the chamber match right, right. so i I'm wrong. i
0: thought that this match was just kind of here right it was really short there wasn't really anything memorable. I don't think anyone comes out looking better or worse. It just kind of filled time, I guess. I don't know you. Um. Yeah. Um, I. I. Li- I was looking forward to it because I thought it'd be, I thought it'd be a fun match, and I was
1: just kind of disappointed with the length of it because I feel like they could have done more if they for had sure. more time. I. I liked it for what it was, but it was a little disappointing for me just because it was too short. And I think there were other parts of the show, like Rollins and Owens, where you could have just taken time. Right. And then. You could have given it to this match, which I think deserved it more.
0: And they don't seem to care if their pay-per-views hit four hours or whatever. Although maybe they're trying to shorten some of them. Because this one wasn't, I don't think, crazy long. I think it came in around three hours, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just thought it was an odd choice as well. Agreed. Uh, So then my notes get really sparse because I stopped taking. So I just am going off some highlights, I remember. Uh, So we get Bad Bunny taking on Damian Priest. Obviously, the crowd is absolutely bananas for Bad Bunny. Uh, he His did a different song, I think. Hot. He didn't do Booker T this time. I think I he did don't something else. I
1: Think so. Honestly, I'll I'll never know though. But
0: yeah, hugely popular, obviously. And the match starts, and I, he hit a Michinoku driver like right off the bat, right? He so, also hit
1: another Michinoku driver
0: later. That's correct. That sorry, that's a inside joke because it wasn't really right. It was a falcon. He, arrow. Yeah, he did hit a falcon arrow that Cole <laughs> yeah, somebody I'm sorry, I'm sure. called a Michinoku driver again. So. This was what a San Juan street fight is that what it's called? Yeah. So we obviously get chairs, kendo sticks, other was there other weapons? Axe handle. Oh right, we were running joke about the axe handle.
1: That's San Juan classic right there, staple of San Juan death matches or something like that.
0: And you do get LWO are there at one point? Right. Oh, priest is wearing white, which is pretty nice. And they're all brawling around in uh, ringside or whatever. The big spot was the broken arrow from priest through the tables, tables I guess, there, there crash mat, whatever it was. looked pretty good. Uh, was not the finish though. We ended up with Bad Bunny hitting a destroyer right for the win in about twenty five minutes. So this one got lots of time. And general reaction to this is people love it. I saw some people five stars. Bad Bunny's the best celebrity wrestler of all time. I thought this was a good like weapons match. Right? They're not. They're they're really my favorite. And yes, Bad Bunny hit some cool moves like a Michinoku Driver, Falcon Arrow, Destroyer. Those are all cool moves. So, yeah, he's he's not a bad performer at all. Um, So I like the match, but it seems like people love this and think that Bad Bunny is amazing. And he's he's good, right? Like, I think he's good for is pretty good for the amount of wrestling he's done. We can say he's good. And I did like this match, but I I much preferred the opener and the next Mm -hmm. match to this one. But I thought it was good. Yeah. I yeah. don't um, Like, I think
1: I uh, five stars annoys me because that's just. I Not possible. There's no. no universe that this is five stars. No. Right? And I think it's like good. And for Celebrity Match, it it's was. pretty good. And obviously, it's really popular for however popular Bad Bunny is. They inflate that, of course. But Yes um and like i don't know, i think logan paul is better i do I, too like, I, and i can't stand the man i don't <laughs> I, it doesn't make I me like happy that, to say that I, en- I enjoy logan paul in the ring more he feels more complete as uh yes
0: this felt like bad bunny learned to do some cool looking moves yeah and the priest
1: kind of works them through right in between which is great and don't, the weapons me wrong. help hide that of course, i guess but yes i feel like logan paul like obviously he's not like on par with top actual wrestlers but he feels more complete to me like he, he could
0: work he's a really really strong
1: athlete he so can better well that but and i also feel like he higher can, i think he can better work like an actual I agree. entire match like he can I hate saying good things about him but, but uh, he's a, talented
0: he's a talented wrestler but like he
1: i sadly. feel like he won't just work from spot to spot he like even in his match with like rollins he's he's doing his leg work right you know what i mean that's very well so said that's kind of how i feel and i don't think that's this I, I think the crowd's really hot and that helps but yep and it was good I, I don't get me fine. wrong yeah and I, I like seeing carlito yeah uh, that oh was yeah cool. that's true he, he um, was there
0: and savio vega right uh, <laughs> i right. like savio yeah but he's old he is old
1: so but i don't know this is this is fine it's just gonna it's gonna get widely inflated at least it's not a jackass thing where i think that match was bad and it has i think that, this is just overrated it
0: has that one memorable spot that they can go back to right yeah. through the through the yeah. table or whatever but yeah good match just not we didn't love it as much as mm-hmm. a lot of people did Then we move into six-man tag. It's the bloodline taken on Owen, Sami Zayn. Did we
1: skip Vega and Ripley?
0: Oh, we did skip Vega and Ripley. I apologize. I don't have any. Were they
1: before the San Juan or after?
0: That's a great question. Let me have a look right now because I don't have any. I was waiting for that to come up. I was like. It's like that match didn't even happen. Well, I mean, Zelina Vega. Well, she she got a crazy reaction too. So yeah, sorry. We'll p- talk about that now because it came after the. We literally
1: mentioned her in the after opening. the short
0: triple threat. So she was in full like. Uh, she had like Puerto this big, Rican,
1: Jack, like kind of jacket thing that like spread out She looked
0: incredible. Her whole outfit her was whole basically Puerto Rico. Yeah, cool. her hair, hair dye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this match, um, another pretty quick one, right? It was about seven minutes um so i don't know vega got the 619 she hit it the crowd was super behind her obviously which really helps um rhea ripley because she's a super believable heel right she looked cool in this as well um i don't know i don't do you notice remember anything crazy good about it no there was a roundhouse kick and then a riptide basically was the finish um I thought this was fine. Like, I don't ever expect a lot out of Zelina Vega, right? So, But yeah. it was cool to get her on this card. I think that was and a nice a, move. I think that or, I, was the whole point.
1: She's not, I knew she wasn't going to win, but I think it it made sense in its own way.
0: This was probably, looking back, the weakest match on the show. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The triple threat didn't do much for me either, but I don't consider... Vega a super strong in-ring performer. I think she's I don't think awesome she ever has been in certain capacities, but this is not her strength. So uh this was kind of what I expected. Nothing great, but it was a nice moment for Vega for sure. Mm-hmm. Good eye, good catcher. I wouldn't have yeah. even mentioned that match. All right, so It'd now be going complete. It would have been incomplete. So then that leaves us uh sorry, I was starting to talk about bloodline, right? And the six man. Yes, that. so this one we watched this last night, so I can sort of remember it. Zane was in peril for pretty much the first half of this match, right? Yeah, I think Riddle got a bit in in the early going. And I'm not even complaining because if that's if you're building a match, you can do that, right? I don't have a problem with that. He
1: was in a lot, though. So it was yeah.
0: a lot of him being isolated and frequent tags by the heels and working him over with pretty basic stuff. Again, that's not really a complaint if you're going to build the match into something better. Um, Owens, somewhere around the midpoint, he got slammed on the steps and like... Not like everybody else does, right? This seems like his new spot where everyone else gets slammed oh, on the he top. Got, oh, he, he did that slammed. again. I missed that. He gets slammed on the actual Oh, when steps. Roman
1: kept... Oh, no, I just remember when Roman just kept slamming his head on the back. That was yes. nasty.
0: And so he... To be fair, Darby Allen does it too. He's out for a long time in this match. And in the meantime, it's Zayn being worked over. I thought Matt Riddle got a really good hot tag. I like that
1: too. The way, like... um. He hit the Broton to like one of those. So he jumped over one yes. of them and like the just the way he jumped and like he just like zoomed across.
0: I really, yeah, that, like, that I've nice. missed his like just crazy flurries of like of offense that really takes some fitness. Sweet. To, to I'm pull hoping, off.
1: oh my god, he has to face Gunther.
0: So I thought he looked really good. That's gonna be he has to face Gunther. That's interesting. They have to, do yeah, that. that'd be fun.
1: Yeah, ha- oh, SummerSlam, dude, they'd have to book that. You can't not
0: book. That. So the finish came with a um. Because part of the story, too, was Solo Sokoa and the Usos don't seem to be on the same page, right? So there was some... Yeah, it's all
1: the bloodline turmoil still kind of going tagging on. Tagging
0: themselves in and sort of having moments of a little bit of tension. So the finish... He it... almost
1: Simon spiked Jay at one point. Right,
0: he did. The finish sees a blind tag from uh, Solo Sokoa, and then he ends up hitting the Samoan spike to riddle. The bloodline re- uh, retain, they win, they don't retain anything, but they do win. After a 22-minute match. I really like this match. This was probably my second favorite match on this show. This and the what opener your okay. my, were my two favorite This might have been my favorite. It yeah. just, I liked the storyline more. Me too. And that's and a lot of it was the Riddle story. Riddle
1: was really... I Riddle made the match for me, I think. He yeah. was really nice. Um, he, look, and he looked great in that This party. is the only blemish on my record. Once again, I was one from a clean sweep. One
0: from a clean sweep. Yeah. And I think the story was the a good chunk of this because... In certain times, the isolating Zane for that long with basic offense would have seemed boring. But it's A, they want to just kill Sammy because he's destroyed their little family and faction. And within that, you also have... The Usos and Sokoa sort sort of not working. Perfectly I like all together. the stories in the match, and it gives yeah. time for that to breathe because it wasn't super high paced and action packed at that point. Yeah, I think and it was really well And then it built in, and then like you light the fuse on Riddle, and he comes in and goes nuts, and Owens comes back and gets to do some stuff. Agreed. So I thought it was a really I hate I hate saying the line of it It was a really well booked match, but like it did feel like they had a really good story to tell and executed yeah. it, so <laughs> I quite liked it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, main event was Cody Rhodes taken on Brock Lesnar in what I figured would be a pretty quick match, and it was. Brock dominates. I
1: don't even remember how
0: it ended. You fell asleep. I was pretty sure I did. You did. So Lesnar is absolutely dominating and, like, throwing Cody. Remember the, even his, like, vertical oh suplexes? Yeah, that, yeah. He's just whipping the guy into the mat, basically. It was so bad. And there was a away slam where he just launched Cody as well. That was awesome. Because,
1: yeah. like, the way he, like... He, it, <laughs> I feel like when you do a follow slam, you're just like you kind of like huck him across like horizontally. Yeah. But he like kind of went up. Yes. I don't know. Like he got distance. I love the. I don't. <laughs> it was awesome.
0: It was pretty great. So we got a regular cutty cutter from Cody, which they called a Cody cutter. Then he actually hit the Cody cutter. Uh, then the turnbuc- which is a
1: springboard to clarify. The,
0: the turnbuckle got exposed. I think Cody was holding on to it, and Lesnar pulled him off like German suplex style. I think, if I remember correctly. Anyways, the turnbuckle's exposed. Brock ends up getting run into it and is bleeding like a madman. And they are not hiding it either.
1: Apparently, they don't care. It's Brock. I
0: think that is. Like, Brock has his own rules, basically. So, he's... Lashley also died on SmackDown, like
1: I was telling you. So, it's kind of... Yeah. I'm I'm a little curious.
0: This is their way of having him lose this match, right? Is that he basically runs his head into a piece of metal, bleeds like crazy. Uh, He still hits the F5 for a near fall. Then he hooks on a Kamura and Cody ends up countering it into a pinfall, I think, as Brock was still holding on to his arm. So it was a little bit under 10 minutes. Um I enjoyed it because watching Brock throw people around that was, like that. That was awesome. Especially when the other person is willing to let him just throw him, looked pretty awesome. And then I don't know. Cody's offense looked pretty good. Cody's never my favorite. The blood, I think. It was well used here in a company that doesn't use blood, so it is a believable way for... Yeah, it works
1: for them because then it hides the drama because they don't do that anymore.
0: Right, and Cody, like Brock Lesnar is a monster and this unbeatable beast, so you have to like basically have him suffer a head injury and bleed out to beat him, so that kind of protects Brock as Mm -hmm. well in the process.
1: I would be down for a rematch, which we're getting. they're getting that,
0: right? So I thought it was a good match. I mean, only under 10 minutes, but there was quite a bit of action going on there, so I thought a good main Mm -hmm. event. Probably maybe my third favorite I match. Mean, on what, the show. what is Saudi without Brock? I exactly. So I, I don't know. You like the main event? Yeah.
1: Um. From what I remember. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. fell asleep
0: for the last minute or two.
1: I, I thought it was solid. Um, yeah, cause I figured I did because I had no recollection of the finish. Whatsoever. Never in
0: my life do I remember reacting to vertical suplexes like that.
1: Like, yeah, he just like, it was like that was, was a snap suplex. It was
0: like he was trying to whip him through the mat. Like he was, his goal yeah. was to like suplex him that through the That was a snap suplex mat. and a half yeah. or something. Like, yeah, those are nice.
1: I, I love seeing Brock throw him around. That was pretty nice. And it was. Cody got his licks into um I don't know. It was good from what I remember.
0: So overall thoughts on this show. Really like the opener with Sky and Belair. Uh, Like the six-man tag quite a bit. It's between those two for my favorite. Like the main event and the Bad Bunny Damien Priest. The triple threat and the Vega, um, what's her name, Ripley match were forgettable for me. But everything else... I mean, you almost forgot her name. And I don't think anything was bad, right? So I I would give this probably, I don't know, like a B-minus, almost a B pay-per-view, I thought. I would say the um, SmackDown
1: women's match is quite literally forgettable. You almost forgot it. I did
0: almost recap the show without including it, Yeah. yeah. So mine's a B minus. I don't know what about you.
1: Um, yeah. So I thought the opener was really good. I like. I agree. I also really like the six man tag. Brock Cody. I like. Um, the street fight was good enough. Rollins on loss, Fine. Uh, the triple throw was disappointing. And then Ripley and Vega was about what I would expect, mm-hmm. but forgettable other than the pop. Um. I think generally it was a solid show. Um, it did feel different, at least. I think yeah. the crowd really the, the show. The atmosphere helped. Um, Might I, even bring
0: it to a B if I were to rethink I'd it. I'd give it a B. Yeah, yeah I think that's fair. It was, mm-hmm. it was a good show, but again, like, no five-star matches or anything. If people are trying to tell you that, I, I don't I believe that. I think I win by one. We
1: both pick Ripley. We both pick Belair. I pick Theory. You pick Lashes. Uh, we both pick Rollins, Bad Bunny, and Cody, and then you pick Bloodline. So
0: we both picked one wrong, just a different one.
1: You picked two wrong. Oh, wait. Both one wrong. Oh, never mind. Right, th- it is tied. Never mind. I think so. I think so. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, get into our detailed review of AEW's offering that's this week, and that, of course, is AEW Dynamite. <music> All right, sir. Talk about Dynamite for me.
1: So this week's opener was Claudio Castagnoli versus ray phoenix in a double jeopardy match which is essentially you get a winner gets a shot at the loser's title
0: i like that because it immediately puts stakes on something that might have felt like a random match without it right like mm-hmm. it's a little bit of something there instead of yeah. just here's two guys with no reason to face so each other So
1: phoenix gets a world title shot ac- right ac- if he wins because claudio's roh Ring of champ. yeah and then claudio and a and one of the BCC guys will get a tag title shot if he beats Hey, Smiths.
0: it's a partner of his choosing. It doesn't have to be BCC. It okay, could he, be anyone. He
1: could choose Kenny Omega.
0: Imagine, hey, there's your opportunity for, um. Oma, uh, what's his, Ono oh, to come back. <laughs> right? Ooh. Cassius Ono. Ono oh, would be wh- so good. What was his original Hero. name? Thank you. He
1: would be so good in BCC, actually. He would. That would knock out hardest. That you, would work. You got a new dream. so good. I mean. He's so good. I'm almost positive they'll pick Yuta but He's
0: among my favorites to like watch wrestle. He's I
1: loved him in
0: NXT. He was never gonna do anything but because I he couldn't him. get in shape. He was like a big, he was at boy. first. though yeah. it was weird.
1: But like he had some of the best elbows in the game. His striking is amazing. Oh yeah, he was totally like good fought. Like if he, he could have been North American champion. I, I, I miss him. I would have given him that belt. He, ono was nice. I always used him a bit in 2K. Ono, was fun. He's great. Sorry, I, I distracted his you. His signature was like a tornado boot. Yes, and it looked, looked nice. good. Yeah. yeah. And then he had like the rolling elbow to the back of the head
0: or something. Yep. Like, uh, he was, his, I do nice. All of his strikes look great. I don't great. even know what he's been doing, but he should do something. He should. He should come do the indie scene in Ontario for us. That would be helpful. <laughs> yeah, just do
1: that. Just for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the notables, Phoenix went for a dive from the middle rope, but Claudio caught him in a, he, or yeah, he went for a, like a springboard dive and Claudio caught him with a, fast tilt world backbreaker, mm-hmm. like, lightning fast just spun him into a backbreaker. Yeah,
0: that was where the sort of action turned, because it was the first part was all, like, Phoenix just outrunning Claudio, and Claudio just couldn't get his hands on him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
1: so, Phoenix hit a suicide dive, the outside, uh, then he went for another one, but Claudio caught him in a military press. Yeah. Out of the dive and dropped him on the barricade. Uh, Phoenix, then later, he did, like, a barricade walk, you know, Hurricane Rana. As he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an avalanche run for two from Phoenix. Uh, Claudio flipped Phoenix out of a code red attempt, then clobbered him with a Laria for two. Then there's an avalanche got run suplex from Claudio for two. Uh, roll through cutter from Phoenix for another two count. Uh, he hit a big moonsault to the outside. He countered a Rocola bomb in a code red for two. Uh, and then Claudio caught him in the hammer and anvil elbows for the finish. And then he hit, planted him with the Rocola bomb for the win yeah so, uh, tag title match
0: we get a so he'll get his tag title match with the partner of his choosing so i thought it was a really strong opener i liked because it was just power versus speed right and it was this idea that Claudio's trying to get a hold of phoenix to hit moves on him and phoenix is just trying to stay on the move and it worked for quite a while that backbreaker is what sort of got uh claudio going and then it kind of continued throughout so he just tries to phoenix is trying to keep his distance and claudio is trying to get a hold of him and i like that um Lots of cool power moves from Claudio as usual. And I really like the finishing combination. I don't even know. Remember the first movie had him on his back? Um in like a I don't know what you call that, but anyways, and he sort of planted him and then hit the Ricola bomb, which I think looks cool. And the crowd was really hot here. And I thought that they were treated to a really good opening match. I quite like this mm-hmm.
1: one. Yeah, this crowd was up too. it was like they, they were. saw Puerto Rico. Yeah, right. Um yeah, this is another Weldon opener. I thought like last week's was good as well um these two work really well together and they have one of those ideal style contrasts they had there's a lot of nice back and forth so i thought some of the strike exchanges were nice and there's a lot in near falls uh stipulation is kind of cool i'd like to see it incorporated in more of a feud next time if, mm-hmm. if, if that works out because like bcc yeah, i've been involved in the storyline but it's mostly been the elite so and not lucha bros like this was a little random so like this was really nice. I I liked it a lot, but it would be cool if you could work this stipulation into a feud because I'd like the stakes involved here. Right. It, um. Then that would be cool, and I could see Claudio and Blackpool getting the tag titles. That would bolster them in this in the feud. Like just make them look better. Yep at least for the title match, I would have him go with Yuda because gives him something to do and Mox and Danielson are fine on their own.
0: Yeah, that right? I agree. Like, I think Definitely. Yuta makes sense. It does make the most especially sense.
1: Especially because he randomly lost his title to it, Shibata.
0: It might not storyline be their best opportunity to win the titles, though, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, to take oh, Claudio Yuta and Mox would be... Crazy, a super team. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyways. Good um, start. Then Miro's randomly back. He yeah. just walks into Tony Khan's office.
0: Yeah, so he doesn't say anything. We just see him... Yeah. Heading into Tony's, yeah. it's great to see him back. So yeah, I, I'm I hoping like they do
1: something with him this time. Although I can't say for sure if I even care anymore, because it's just been a while. Maybe Miro's just
0: not all that great. I don't know. I don't know. Like I really like him. I just feel like they didn't. Like people always say he has world champion
1: potential, and like the Redeemer so. thing was fun, but yeah, I'm starting to question if that was if he's even top level. Yeah, like, I, uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll he's good, but like. Yes. Other than that, I don't really know how much upper mobility he like has. Like, I'd rather
0: him in the spot that Wardlow's in right now, at the very least. Yeah. Right. Um.
1: Next again MJF promo package. Um. He was talking about how he'll have more longevity over the other four pillars, other three. True. Um. Actually, or I guess that could work. Like, it's like they're the other pillars of the four. The pillars. other, the yeah, other four f- pillars being their title, yeah, their okay, name, sort of. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Still. I guess and he bragged about his accomplishments in AEW, and he named all the people he's beaten, like Moxley, Punk, Danielson, and so on. And he said the Terror has just begun.
0: Yeah, he he used a Beatles analogy, right? Which yeah, I thought, that was
1: kind of amusing, even though I don't really care. That's about what the it, my at thing all. was.
0: Like I thought it was interesting, but I don't know. It may lose a lot of younger audience, right? Which, but it was kind of cool that he did that. And as you noticed, there's lots of CM Punk footage. Yeah,
1: in this. that scared me.
0: So I thought it was a a solid reminder of all of his credentials, right? A, a pretty good highlight reel going through there and sort of also through his distorted and exaggerated perspective, which makes sense for him. So just so it's all about this is why he's so amazing and the best of the four pillars, blah blah blah. Here's all the evidence. So I thought it was it was good stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh Beal's comparison was funny, the mention of CM Punk like outright and the not too subtle use of the footage from their feud scares me. <laughs> I'm, at this point, I'm not surprised if it comes back, but I still fear it, and I don't want it at all. I oh, just, he's coming. That's just horrible. Oh yeah, apparently they want to call the collision debut the second coming. Right. So there you go. Like the first dance. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> anyways, circling back to MJF, this is good. Um, he is, I think, the best of the pillars, like all round.
0: Right now, for sure. Yeah. Well, because nobody can touch him on the mic, right? And that's a big part of being the champion is being able to talk. He's as
1: good in the ring as the rest of them. Yep. If not better, and yep. then he's the best on the mic. He's not so.
0: wrong. He had amazing matches like the Danielson match, whatever, the Iron Man match was yeah. amazing. The dog collar match, even though I'm not a huge fan of dog collar matches, was one of the better ones I've seen, right? So he's not wrong in some of Darby his... Darby Allen match. Yep. Um, he's had some great matches. His mox matches he's are pretty good. He stepped up, yeah. Um so some of the bragging is is warranted for sure.
1: I'm trying to think of what else i really like from him cuz I know there's like there's a bunch of them but Yeah. uh nuts. You don't have to worry about it now. Jericho for sure. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. Um next there's a quick recap package from Moxley Omega's feud which is nice. Oh yeah, I didn't even write that down. they go down. way back so Yeah. That works. Yep. Um although one of the matches doesn't count that's right. So
0: Officially. Yeah. Did not happen.
1: Yeah. I don't know who won that, but they didn't win it. That's right. Pressure Moxley. Because that was like, was mm-hmm. 2019, so I can't see Moxley losing his debut. Moxley kind of debuted as a heel, I feel like. I don't know. Because he remember he debuted remember. and he attacked Jericho and, Mo- and Omega, oh yeah. Yeah. And he yeah. Paradigm Shifted. Omega off the stage, off right. the giant poker chips. Well, then he kept beating up Omega, so I feel like he was kind of in his first year. That was probably the only other time he was healed. Because mm-hmm. then he kind of did the anti hero shtick against Jericho and right. uh, Inner Circle. Yes. And that reminds me, Santana's still gone. He is still gone. Mm-hmm. Um, next, we get FTR speaking in the ring. Um, and so Doc said they had an apology for someone, so they called out Mark Briscoe to come out. But then we get Jarrett and Lethal. Obviously. With that got thing um, they joined FTR in the ring and Dutt wanted them to accept their t- their challenge for the tag title match double or nothing They asked the fans and they didn't seem too happy about it much like <laughs> me and he said he'll accept their challenge if they admit to using Mark Briscoe to get to FTR and Dutt says Mark is their friend cue uh, Mark Briscoe he comes out and he has, he's got like cups and like bottle booze thermos or, or something yeah. yeah I don't know what he I had I think it was a bottle yeah um, and so he's gonna be the referee for their tag title match at Double or Nothing. Okay. Ooh, side will can he call it down the middle?
0: <laughs> Very WWE. And
1: then they're gonna like they're gonna applaud him for doing basic referee things like mm-hmm. they did with Jarrett. That's right. Um. Yeah. Then. Uh, so they, they he was pointed out. Then Dutch spit alcohol in Dax's eyes. Briscoe got shoved into Dax in all the commotion, and then mm-hmm. he caught Mark and he didn't know it was him, so he hit him with a pile driver. And then the heel kind of are all shocked and they go away and whatever and all that crap.
0: Yeah, I don't even know if I fully understand what is going on here. Has this been, like, developed on other shows or just here? Like There's the farm thing, okay. I don't think any of it helps FTR. They look kind of silly here. And Lethal and Jarrett, to me, are beneath FTR and don't really qualify as a quali- quality opponent at this point. Yeah, even though we've, here's really the, here's liked, the third time. we've really liked a lot of Lethal's work since arriving. But, like, this... Just this once thriving tag division is off track right now, and it needs to get back on, and I don't exactly know what it needs, but this ain't it for me. Like, I just don't quite get why we're doing this, and I guess it feels like they're just shoehorning Briscoe in here. They're trying to find him something to do. I don't know. It's not working for me, I yeah. guess, is the bottom line. I don't I don't know why Mark Briscoe has to be in the middle of
1: this. Like It, it's it doesn't just, make sense totally to weird. me. It's weird. Yeah. Um. It was fine. I didn't love it just for the fact that FTR defending against uh, Jared and Lethal on pay-per-view. The part I'm focusing on is, of course, the fact that Jeff Jarrett in 2023 Correct. is challenging for a championship on pay-per-view in AEW for the second time in a row. That's right. Just to make this blatantly clear I for I feel everyone. like
0: Jeff Jarrett in 2023 is similar to my, like, um, this is your women's match this week. <laughs> like, that's one of our our catchphrases Jeff right now. Jeff Jarrett here. in 2023 doing insert whatever he is doing here <laughs> doing he some, something existing. he should not be doing right
1: existing in AEW in 2023 yep i don't get why they think this is a good idea for FRS first title feud i would say it's highly questionable me too to get i would i would argue we need a hot start and i would argue this is not But i bad. don't know who's a
0: hot tag team right now I don't, you
1: could pick better than this
0: i, I agree don't. like i just think the division was stacked at one point and now i'm not sure because that's when we had the bucks and the lucha brothers right and ftr we do but they're not doing anything
1: the tricky part with that is too those three teams are all baby faces right now plus they're wrapped at least the bucks are wrapped up and stuff um like proud and powerful are dust right now which sucks because they're awesome but they're they're also baby faces anyways and then
0: like i I don't don't know they got to start rebuilding this division for me.
1: Yeah, like your last chance with the guns.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um,
1: I guess Mark as the ref is kind of interesting. although I feel like it could bog further bog down a match that's like that's not. I don't know, it's it's gonna further bog down any potential good match that's yeah. in there. Uh it'll, it'll just crowd it more. I think so too. Um, I just have no interest in seeing this because where it could have way better matches. I don't know against who, but anyone anybody pretty much throwing 2.0 I'm just kidding that's that's like the gun that's too far <laughs> uh next week Chris Jericho interview and so he says he's got a court order against Adam Cole due to his the attack last week and Jericho, if Jericho's in an arena Cole isn't allowed to be there um Roddy came in and said Cole is one of his best friends so he's gonna challenge Jericho to a match and he's gonna get it's gonna be a false game match and Jericho accepted because he's got an a whole army behind him but Strong also got legal counsel saying that Jer- the ja- Jass are banned from the building next week. Mm-hmm. And so Strong laughed and Jericho, he gave Jericho the papers.
0: Yeah, I like Jericho's heel logic again because he's like, I got attacked for no reason while doing commentary, right? <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. So, And Roddy sounded as good as he is going to, which is just okay. He's never going to be a dazzling on-mic person, but he was fine here. And he kind of makes sense in the role of the gatekeeper to Cole, basically, right? And at least I'd like that Roddy is smarter than the average babyface because he's taken into account the numbers game before the match starts. So heads up to all what the... What you saying that didn't do that? All of the women babyfaces who deal with okay, the Okay, that's what you're... okay Every yeah. single time. Those women need to take notes. This is how you do it. Hey, I've noticed that you're all about the numbers game and you're just going to attack us... Three on one. So I'm gonna have people ready or I'm gonna take some sort of step. So I like that Roddy's smart enough to do that. So yeah, this was fine.
1: Um next up. Oh yeah, good. But oh wait, I didn't talk about this yet. You did not. Uh yeah. So they had Roddy speak, which is always a smart move, but in all seriousness, he was fine, like you said. He was. Um, I'm looking forward to that match though. That'd too. Cool. Um then Thunder Rosa's back. So he goes to talk to Tony Khan.
0: Yep, I'm less excited about the arrival of Thunder Rosa. She is capable of good matches, so there's that. But my question is how long till she's inserted into the Outcast story.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I don't really want her in there either, like...
0: I just want that story to dissolve. Yeah. So I don't want anyone added that's going to make it last longer, but... And so, yeah, she like well, we weren't yeah. a big fan of thunder rosa then she started having some good matches and we became a fan and then we were like she's got to be the one to dethrone brit and she was and then her title run was super lackluster And now i just don't like her. and now i just not really yeah i'm not a big fan so well, i guess yeah. we'll see um <laughs> yeah what i wrote was well so i
1: wrote great so she's back now that kind of sucks gee i really hope she joins her Outcast of reynolds feud that would be swell yeah i'm afraid um, that's where it's what's happening the the, the funny part of that is she's not really an original or an outcast i think she's more of an outcast because she's not an original yes but she's from nwa right let's not forget right which is seems weird now yes um but like she's not an outcast like the other ones. they're all wwe people correct so i don't know i don't think she needs to i don't think she needs to be in that storyline but that's also because i don't think she needs to be back no i don't either so um yeah, I don't really want her back. Her Tyler Rain sucked and she didn't seem to be the best behind the scenes too, you know, all the same bagging, yes, whatever. I feel like they're warming me up for punk because I'll dislike that even more. <laughs> yeah. And this is just a precursor. So it's a micro version of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is this is if like if CM Punk is our podcast, this is like the mic check. Right. It's nice. preparing me. Nice. Yeah. Uh next we got Sammy Guevara promo package. And this, so we're getting one for each of the pillars. Um, Guevara um, he was saying he's a pillar, he is, and he's too good to be denied. Jericho said the same as Braun, EW AEW be a star, not just his his. What I don't remember. said like lackey sidekick or, or sidekick second. or second or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sammy's wife, Ty Mello, said he belongs in the main event, uh, in the title match. And Jericho said Sammy's potential has been realized. And Sammy said to be able to be a world champion, those dreams can come true. If you listen to your heart, those dreams can come true. And you can also deny that you're a heel.
0: Yeah. I yeah, I like this package too, but and it was kind of funny to me because it's still Jericho taking some credit for Sammy's success. Cause at one point I think he said something like, uses used all the tactics I taught him, right? So um again, a cool highlight package for him, really babyface sounding words from Sammy yeah. again, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it the inclusion of Jericho as the main guy to talk about him is kind of interesting because he seems to be distancing himself from Jass lately, and seems to be like consistently cutting babyface promos. But then you're including Super Heel Jericho as the one sort of pumping him up, which they up. kind so of did in the Jungle World one too. Which yes, I'll they did. Talk about later. But yeah, I like I like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was solid other than Ty Conti. I'm she, I'm sorry, but she sounded worse than Roddy. She sounded bad.
1: She, Roddy was better than her. There was
0: a time where the, she, we thought she was the next one, right? Like she could have been at least TBS. She champion. was looking awesome, oh, she, and now I
1: don't know what happened to her.
0: And now it's just like she's Sammy Guevara's wife, and that's yeah, it's not like
1: she's like bad. It's not like the regression with Thunder Rosa. It's like she's just like there's a bit of a regression for her, but also she just doesn't do anything anymore. She's, no, she's just not around. She's not and interesting.
0: I thought that she was improving a ton in the ring, and like I, there's probably us episodes where we're like if she keeps up this trajectory of improvement like she's gonna be but she, awesome she didn't <laughs> and then she plateaued i guess yeah i don't know
1: and i just i don't think jazz fits her
0: i don't either i don't know what
1: she's done other than make it with sammy guevara since right. then yeah i mean i think her and jay lost that street fight match to soho and night willow but willow. I, don't, I don't i don't know it just, just kind of sucks for her yep uh, next, we hear from Tony Khan. Uh, there's going to be an announcement next week. Pretty apparent, the new AEW show we've all heard about five times. Yes. Uh, you mentioned a lot of wrestlers in the back wanting to wrestle in AEW and how he thinks they can produce more content. So, it's obvious that's what this is. So That's cool, I guess. Just assuming shame, will probably also bring Punk back. A lot of AEW around now. Don't yep. bring Punk back. I don't want Punk back.
0: Yep. It's clearly the collision announcement coming up next week. So, that's fine. The second coming? Yep. Hmm. Exactly. Uh, next, we get
1: Orange Cassie versus Daniel Garcia. Uh, for the AEW International Championship. So interesting. Note he, on... already, he already faced Hager, right? Like he's, fa- I think uh, Cassidy faced Hager before. I don't know. He's leveling up in jazz. Probably. I just, wonder, I just wanted through. to do
0: that. So interesting note about this one is I was at a, in a garage watching the Leaf game and this match when it was on intermission, they put this on because they know I like wrestling and the guy that hosts it used to watch wrestling. So I sort of got to watch a bit of this with non-wrestling fans, which was interesting. So anyways, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a suicide dive from Cassie, uh, sends Garcia into
1: the barricade. Also, if I didn't mention, it's for the leveled up belt. Correct. Um, there's the wicked steps from Garcia, which is like that move that Murphy's done and that Candice LeRae used to use. Like yep. the hands held behind. Face stomp. stomp. thing. Yep. Um, there's a strike exchange, but Garcia takes control with a kick to the injured knee. Um, Garcia steps Cassie hands in his pockets and goes for a power draw, but Cassie counts into a beach break for two. Then uh, Garcia later sticks him with a pile driver for two, which looked pretty nice. Um, he locks in the dragon tamer in the middle of the ring, but Cassie was able to get out. Uh, then Garcia shifted into a crossface and stomped on his hand in the hold, which is kind of nice because he still got the hand taped yeah. up, right? But then Cassie kind of kind of maneuvered over and will roll up to to win.
0: Yep. Um. So. If- it was it's funny to be in a room of like five or six non wrestling fans and trying to explain Orange Cassidy's gimmick to them. Oh. Being like, Okay, so like he's super duper lazy and he doesn't really like to try doing anything. And so they're they were just like, What? But I will say the the Garcia pile driver kind of got everybody's attention of the non-wrestling crowd. Like and I was explaining, like, you won't see that in WWE, right? They're not doing generally pile drivers at all Oh,
1: we should watch a wrestling thing and definitely a not, bunch not of that people stiffed. who don't watch wrestling
0: so some of them were like mike's open to wrestling he has a friend that was uh is an indie wrestler and he used to watch wrestling a little bit he's got all the ljn figures uh displayed in his garage he's got hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of those things sitting you should up just there.
1: you should bring them or you should you should go watch or should, we should watch this thing with them but you make them watch wrestling instead be like i had to watch hockey Bait and switch. you gotta watch this well he's
0: mike said he would definitely go to an indie show with us mm-hmm. if it's in aurora so anyways uh, i thought this was a, a very good match and another quality title defense for cassidy continues to like sell that injured hand i think you can add an injured knee to it now and that just this idea that he won't rest long enough for it to heal because he's a fighting champion and so it's like this banged up fighting champion continues to work for him, I think, and allows it kind of sets up the opponents nicely too, because they get to showcase a lot of their offense because Cassidy is not a hundred percent and he's going to sell a lot right, and wait for his opportunity to hit his flurry. So I kind of like what they're doing with him. I thought Garcia looked good in defeat, and Cassidy's having a really good run as this fighting champion, and I'm not the biggest orange Cassidy fan in the world to no, be honest this is working it is uh and this is a better TV title than the t n t title is it is. Absolutely. This is. I much prefer this champion and this story with this belt than than what we're yeah, getting with the TNT. are doing a better job representing
1: this belt than the TNT I think so. Title, I agree. Which I think is uh, unfortunately a familiar situation for the TNT title. I don't
0: think that was their plan though, but this is what's happening, right? So I don't know.
1: Well, a Wardlow just gets squash matches. B I don't give a crap about Wardlow. And he's
0: not a guy I want to see wrestle every week and be a fighting champion and take on all kinds of different people. That, right. That, that's Which not super interesting. I feel like the TV title should be that. Cause it's it should. T- it's a TV title Correct. at the end of the day. It's, the, it's, it's branded as the like network, right? So you'd think that's the one. The network but,
1: that the show is not on, but that's that's a whole other It's neither network. here nor there. No, that, that's not the point. Right. I don't really care about that. Um, I mean, they could have changed it to a TV title, but that's not the point. Anyways, the international title is a better TV title because it's been like, I mean, how many times has it been defending with Cassidy alone? Right. Right? So, obviously, I think it was really different with when PAC was champion, but that's okay. I think I don't hate this either because, I mean, I thought I think the concept of PAC defending it at other places was kind of cool, but I like this better because it's an AEW title at the end of the day. I, I, I do like the aspect that it's international so you can travel with it. Yes. But to me, I think it's better if you just, like, defended a lot in AEW and like you defended against international people like mm-hmm. Murphy or uh Bandito or T'keshta. something like that. T'keshta would be a good one. Yep. Or like the first title change was international, like mm-hmm. when we went, mm-hmm. but it was still an AEW. Like I think I like this better because I want the title to be visible, right? Yeah, and I I'm obviously, it. which is what they're doing. Yeah. But I'm saying I like this Very much better much. than what they did with Pac because other than like the Cape Sabian title defense and defending against Orange Cassie twice, I don't remember much that Pac did with the belt. Right. Other than have two belts.
0: Yeah, this is working for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a pretty good TV match. I thought Garcia actually got a nice showing. It's he one did. of his best recent ones. Um, the Fighting Champion story Cassie is going right now. Uh, create a nice in-rings right here because he had a couple of different limbs that uh, Garcia could go after. Um, the finish worked well, too, because obviously he gets out by the skin of his teeth again, which makes sense, and that was a nasty pile driver. It was. It looked great. Okay, so now on to something I don't care about. We have Outcast and originals. Um, so the outcasts are talking about Cheetah. Um, they're going to have a six-man tag next week or six-woman tag, whatever. Yeah, decent um,
0: stuff. Doesn't interest me. Cool, I guess. A lot of talented women tied up in a really bland story, which is too bad. But this is they seem committed to this and not willing to sort of deter from the course they've decided and this is what we're getting so okay (laughs) hopefully we just get good action out of it because there's women in this that can really wrestle so pretty much everyone
1: except Soraya, correct i would say and maybe soho a little but she can kind of wrestle yeah i've i've liked some of her stuff Mm -hmm. just not the story yeah um it was fine i just could not care less same uh next we hear from christian with lutrasaurus um so they had an in-ring interview with shavani and he told detroit that the worst city in the country and told him to keep quiet while he conducts his business he said he's number one contender because he's christian cage um and the fans are booing him a lot and so because and because of his name he gets the shot he wondered why AEW have has so many wrestlers with daddy issues um but and he's talking about Wardlow's father not being famous and like jungle boys and nobody cares about him. And he found Arn Anderson instead. And he said Arn was looking for a new son because Brock Anderson sucks. <laughs> and he does. So
0: it is kind of funny that Brock, or sorry, the Arnes abandoned that kind of idea, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: He was gonna make him a star. Uh-uh. Nope. Um, he talked about Arn um shoving Brock aside and helping Wardlow instead. He trashed Arn for being like a uh, second to Tully Blanchard. Right. Which is funny because he's second to Edge. And, true and he was in Ric Flair shadow he was in Edge's shadow or Gangrel's shadow if you want to go faction route <laughs> yeah um, but then he mocked on for not being world champion that's where he got me because Christian was in fact a world champion he was in TNA and WWE WWE he was with the big gold belt yep. and that is it I mean unless you want to count WWE ECW which I don't think we want to no but. not generally it was a disaster. Um, Christian bragged. Oh, no, I don't know how I said that. Uh, he, then he yelled at the fans because uh, they were tanning something down because they were like, they were. He angry. was getting some
0: crazy heat from the crowd it here. Was, yes. Really good reaction. And he just kept going. Yeah. Um,
1: he said he's going to take the TNT, TNT towel from Wardlow. And he told Detroit to kiss his ass and then he left.
0: Yep. Um, I, I They did point out to start that Wardlow and Aaron Anderson aren't in the building. So that means that christian could be as mean as he wanted to and not worry about getting attacked by them so i thought the daddy issue point was pretty fair to be honest and i did like the attack on brock anderson and sort of this implication like you pushed your own kid aside to align yourself with someone who's already got a belt right and someone who's already successful so Mm -hmm. you're not really building anyone you're just latching on to somebody and i thought and running down arn anderson is a good way for christian to get heat and he definitely did so i thought he was good here
1: yeah um yeah, the crowd
0: were really against Christian here, which helps,
1: which was nice because it helped to kind of feel like the, or it made him look better and like it kind of helped it feel more like Christian that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely did feel like a hotter crowd on the show, which I kind of knows in the opener, which helps the show. Um, regardless, I thought it was all from Christian It felt kind of closer to the Christian that we enjoyed. Yeah, um, I like to dig at Brock Anderson because he does suck, <laughs> and he pretty much means nothing. Um, I still wish Horse was challenging for the title, but. Maybe that can still come after. Yep, hopefully. I legitimately think Luchasaurus is a more interesting champion than Wardlow. I do too, and
0: especially with Christian at ringside to cheat for him and stuff. Yeah, it just makes a lot of sense. Doesn't even talk, but he, he's I, got a mouthpiece and a heel agent to work with. Sort he's of still thing.
1: more interesting than Wardlow, which is the funny part because correct, the, he's the one they're trying with. Uh, next we get Darby Allen package. He was like talking about skating and dirt biking, how he trains that, and he had like a little ramp in his backyard. And his whatever. dad was there. And his dad was there. His dog was shown. Uh, he said the business gave so much to him, his friends, and his family. Sting had to speak, which, uh, uh, Darby said he knows where he's going and had to get there, and he claims he's gonna become champion at Double or Nothing. Um, and I like this one because I thought it felt like kind of real from Darby, other than Sting yeah. showing up. But I liked it because it felt like he was just, like, doing what he would usually do, which I think was kind of the point. And it connected, like, his skating hobby to his to wrestling. And then it was cool because I think, like, MJF and Sam and then also later Jungle Boy kind of had pretty typical promo packages. But Darby's felt kind of different to me. Yep. Like, kind of stood out, which I think was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I really liked it, too. It's, like, it's kind of um, cross-training was, like, a big idea in the 90s, I want to say, or whatever. And, like, he... He's an extreme cross trainer, right? Like the stuff he's doing, all that extreme stuff sort of matches his style, like jumping skateboards and cars and whatever. He's sort of like a risk taker in the ring as well. So it felt like I think what you're saying, right? We're getting a look at real Darby Allen here. And I thought it was really good and the perfect length.
1: Other than the fact that you expect me to believe he wears face paint at home.
0: Yeah. Um. And again, this was still, I was in the garage with non-wrestling fans and this came on. And I can tell you that this got everybody's attention. Right, Because even if you're like one of those people who's like, oh my God, the wrestling's fake and blah, blah, blah. This was a guy with his dad on his own property with highlights of all of the death defying stuff that he does. So like this got the attention of non-wrestling people. So that's a good thing, right? for Darby. Yep.
1: Uh, Next we get, uh, we've got this kept people's attention. Mm. Uh, Julia Hart versus Anna
0: JAS. Uh, No holds barred match. And my first note, Jack asks a good question. Who are we supposed to cheer for here? Right. Heels, both, I think heels. Yes. So I'm not, it's a bit of a weird dynamic. For, and like they're having this blood feud and. Yeah, Off like of a rampage mat. We've got no one to cheer for.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. And also, Julia Hart's gear looked like she was wrestling in Saudi.
0: It did not look good. It was I, a I weird like choice. It. No, I didn't like it either. It
1: looked like she was wrestling in Saudi. She like was basically covered up. Like and they it's would.
0: It's fine to be covered up, but I just didn't like the look of it in general. I, don't I
1: didn't like the look of it because it's like, well, it's like completely covered. It's like it's like the Saudi office because it, it looks like forced to like. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I'm not saying like you can't, but I'm just saying it looks like, I don't know. It just looks weird. Yeah um heart attacked jay with a kendo stick and then she entered the ring jay took the stick and hit her with it instead um heart sent uh jay face first into a chair that was propped in the corner of the ring there was a gory bomb on a pile of chairs on the outside from jay that was the best spot i think of the whole by thing. default yeah i think uh rolls her back in the ring for two not really a kick out no um,
0: not a kick out no
1: here, no, this is the spot of the night. Um, She put a heart in the corner <laughs> with a trash can on her head and then hit her with the thigh of doom. The thigh of doom. That was awesome. The spin kick where you don't you know, actually you, use your leg. You know I love a good trash can dent. That trash can was flattened by the end of that. That's right. Because of the impact. Um, the finished game in Heart suplexes Jay near a pile of chairs. And they then, did miss that, unfortunately. And then uh, she tapped her out with the rings of Saturn, which I don't know what she called it, but like... I think that's weird because that's basically like Lockjaw. Yeah. Except
0: a little different. You're right. So like, what? Yeah.
1: Leave that for Brit. And then Pac uses that too. Correct.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure that this feud warranted this type of match, but I think it can hide some inexperience because they can just use weapons, right? Um, Bad Bunny. At one point, my note says former friends, question mark, because they brought that up and I was like, were they? I don't know.
1: I know Conti and... So, they were.
0: unfortunately, yeah, they missed the finish where I think they're supposed to superplex onto chairs. There was the spot where there was no kick out, and the ref had to say there was a kick out that was a bit awkward. Um, I just thought this was okay. Julia Hart is really green. And if you're asking Anna Jay to carry things and to carry someone even less experienced than she, I, I think you've got problems, right? <laughs> so, a really tame weapons match, and the finish was not executed the way they wanted. So, this I mean, this was your women's match, and they tried to do something—a stip match and whatever—but I didn't think it was very good. No,
1: um, yeah, I feel like it's a waste of a no holds barred match. It was pretty short for a match of this sort, but it's a women's match, so not surprising there. It was not a blood feud. It, you can—you didn't really have anyone to cheer for. Um, some spots were okay, but then some didn't go right or just weren't good. Right. It was fine, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, next we get more of the House of Black as they're facing Bandino and Best Friends, aka Best Amigos, mm-hmm. and um. That's for the trios titles in an open house match. So to clarify, from last week, we kind of got a few, like so. There's DQs, in force, and countouts. No, but then the third stipulation is you can just choose whatever. Yes. Yeah, so I thought it was choosing the
0: DQ or and not. the. And so there was a little segment with Renee and the best friends before the match started, and they seemed confused too. Because Maybe Trent that's Trent like, like that's
1: like taking a shot at it. I guess it's like
0: Trent didn't know, and he was like, "Uh, then I guess Julia Hart can't be at ringside." Like that's. I the think best that thing was kind could, of the joke. I, I guess. guess like nobody really understood what was going on, and of all Hossa things, spooky. And all things you could do, you're afraid of Julia Hart being at ringside, right? Even after she just had a like a weapons match, but yeah. Anyways, I I don't know. It, mm-hmm. It's interesting.
1: Yeah, so Julia Hart's me at ringside, which I guess would have kind of explain like, I mean, she just had a match, so this yeah. kind of excuses her from coming back out, right? Um, and so yeah, open house rules. There's the, tw- oh wait, no, it's not no count. Outs. It's a 20 count. Sorry. 20
0: count. And then
1: DQs are enforced.
0: Oh, and no rope breaks. See, I thought when they, the way they explained right, it. I thought week, it was DQs optional. DQs, the the challenger decides if they want DQs to count or not.
1: Which I like better. Cause then it's not, well, I mean, I guess who wouldn't choose no DQ unless you want, I guess you wouldn't want interference then.
0: I guess if I'm like a technical wrestler and I don't want them to be able to just hit me with stuff. I don't want to win by DQ because the title won't change hands, but at least I want to force them into my style of match, right? Yeah. If I'm, you know, I'm trying to think of a strictly technical yeah, or Jonathan like, Gresham or something. Or like you
1: just don't want Julia Hart to be allowed to do stuff. Right. Yeah. I guess. Um, But yeah, so there was a triple team with a wheelbarrow facebuster from Best Amigos. Uh, Bandito hit a from the top to Murphy and then Crucifix yes, bomb the King. on Hilo to Black and King from Bandito. Uh, Murphy caught him with the anti-air knee that was awesome that was nice yeah it was really um, nice house of black one with Dante's inferno it was a pretty short one and we cut it backstage and orange cast has been laid out by kyle fletcher which was interesting
0: yeah he looked cool and he's holding up the titles right um ozzy 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 yeah so and house of black had like special lighting did you mention that i don't think oh you did. i like that yeah the, the arena is dark constant except, like, lightning sort it was, of like, a
1: spotlight yeah they had like tron graphics for them but like then the, there's just like a big spotlight. I lo- it looked really cool. I liked it.
0: Yeah, it was. It just. Uh, and it's uh, not like the Fiend red lighting where it's stupid. No, it's not invasive and intrusive. No, right? just, it's just I thought this there. just looked cool. Yeah. It's, like, it, it's like
1: it's like their special belt. It's like slightly different enough that makes it feel like special, but not yep. like stupid.
0: I agree. So I thought this was fun, but the match was about half the length of what I would have liked it to be. I really enjoyed the sequence between Bandito and Buddy Matthews. I would really love to see an extended program with them or at least a match with them that'd be cool and i do like that they are still protecting dante's inferno because it looks awesome and i feel like that should be a finish to matches right yeah. so and i hope that these matches are just frequently on dynamite but get a bit more time because i like this idea of really this is having, nice
1: it just did feel a little short yeah, yeah i
0: would like to be twice this long um and at some point they need to build a trios team into a serious contender because they can't just keep having random matches on dynamite i want something to build to like an awesome pay-per-view triple uh kind of like the elite versus house of black right so i'm hoping they'll do that tricky part
1: is i would say elite or death triangle are good but they that's done so i want like they already held the belts i mean yeah so i kind of want something else i don't know
0: so if these open house matches get us lots of house of black and cool trios i'm i'm totally fine with it
1: Mm -hmm. i'm trying to think of like Need They do need to boost the Trios division a bit. Like, yeah. Honestly, they do. I wish. And tag. You, I wish it would be them. possible to have United Empire stick around for a while because they would be really cool for Trios teams.
0: They would be an ideal team to sort of build to face FTR, too.
1: Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. I would. That uh, would be my. I really wish it would be possible to sign United Empire at me some too. point. Or yeah. even
0: just like they're going to be around for six months, so let's do a really of long program with FTR and have yeah. them have a couple matches along the way. Yeah, So any, right. anything of the sort. Yep, yeah. I agree.
1: Um, yeah. So this is solid. It just could have benefited from you from a few extra minutes, but there's some solid action here. this it's, tough to do a lot when you have short time. It is right. And also if we have commercial breaks, um, but I, I do like kind of this like preliminary exhibition for the open house. Yep. Me too. Um, that'll be interesting. And hopefully we get more of this soon. I think so. Uh, then we get the final of the four pillar promos. Um, so jungle Boy was talking about how he started to train for wrestling about uh, when he was about nine or 10 years old in like a backyard or whatever. Uh, and then Christian talked about how he thinks Jack is the most talented of the four pillars and he can win the titles. still. uh, and then Jack said that Christian told him that this, dif- that, that this difference is colder than he thought. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't either. Um, he trashed MJF for wrestling only a few times per year and you don't need to like, and you don't need to take uh, shortcuts like MJF did he thinks that the double nothing match will be something spectacular
0: yeah and i like this but it seemed odd to have christian right as the one so again it seems like the format was you're gonna have some veteran say good things about you right but so it's like christian when they had like a blood feud and he wanted to kill him and blah 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 and he, still, he still respects them? and he just came out and gave a mean promo like a few segments ago so i thought that was a weird choice um but, yeah, I thought Jungle Boy sounded good here, and it was nice to see, you know, he's been a fan since he was nine. It's not just like he, he decided loop, loop, he liked wrestling. Unmasked. And you Unmasked. You, you decided you liked wrestling, and your dad was famous, so we'll hire you. It's sort of like, no, this guy's sort of, um, what did they always say? He has to, like, put in his time and whatever that like that. that phrase uh, is. Um, you have to pay, pay, your, pay dues, your dues. Yeah. Pay your dues. So, yeah, I thought that the was that, I feel like this it. one ended really abruptly, but I thought it was good overall. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was solid, not an outstanding promo, but he didn't sound bad again. Um, And it was good enough. I do think the Christian bit was kind of weird, but not like a huge deal. Yeah. Uh, I would have picked someone else, but like. Me too. I mean, he just teamed with Hook, so maybe you have him, but he doesn't talk a lot They seem to want a
0: legend for it or whatever, quote unquote. Yeah. Because they had Sting and him, right? So.
1: Oh, yeah. MJF just kind of.
0: And Jericho for Guevara.
1: Yeah, MJF just kind of. On his own. Set his own crap. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, next, week we have Starks' Switchblade promo. Um, Starks says he's sick of Bullet Club gold, and he's just close to hanging White with Rochambeau. And then White says they don't deal in, in almost, and um, now Starks wants this moment with Switchblade, and they're going to have a match next week. So um, this is fine. I'm just hoping they get a solid amount of time next week because this could be good.
0: Yeah, Jay White's bigger than this, in just my the opinion. This is not overly interesting so he needs to defeat starks because starks it seems like they've cooled on whatever they were attempting with him so for me this is a stepping stone to get jay white higher profile if i had my way so i'm and the match should be good so i'm just hoping that's what they do with it
1: not only the Starks thing but it doesn't make sense to have switchblade lose this early so i agree yeah um then we go to our main event which is omega versus moxley in a steel cage match with brian danielson on commentary um so, I think Omega was making his entrance and Mox attacked him, so they're brawling on the ramp. Um, Yuta and Claudio came to interfere because they're still outside of the cage until the box ran down, even the odds. They're brawling around ringside, then beside the ramp. Then Nick dove off the stage on a BCC. Uh, Omega Mox got into in the cage, and the match begins. Omega hit that fireman's carry rolling sent on Mill Road Moonsault combination that he always does, uh, where he says, like, you can't escape. Uh, he pulled out a barbed wire chair from the under the ring because. The way their cages, they got like mi- very minimal room mm-hmm, between but still like, room. like the cage sits just um, around the apron, like yeah. not like a hell in a cell where there's like room, room, but at least not like, sitting on the apron either.
0: No, yeah, but, like you can like
1: wet- you can wedge in there to grab a weapon. Yep. Like that's he was just kind of like he was laying in the ring, kind of reaching out. So yeah, he was just barely able to. Um, he hit a face down Mox on the back of the chair, and then he had a double foot stomp that scraped Mox's back Ugh, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, the
0: sliding of the barbed wire up against his back, it just shredded him.
1: hmm Um, then Omega went for a springboard, but Mox pushes him back into the cage wall, and then, um, later on, Omega body slammed him on the barbed wire chair. Uh, Mox hit Omega with a superplex onto the barbed wire chair. It was actually on the chair. right? Yep. Like, unlike the women's match. It. Yep. Um, we came back from commercial break with Mox pulling Omega's mouth with a turnbuckle hook, so that was nice.
0: <laughs> Remember just as, so it's like split screen and it's like, there may be scenes of violence, whatever, and then like right that beside it to, yeah. is a guy's face getting hooked off yeah. with that,
1: yeah. And then he started beating with the turnbuckle on the entire top rope, just gone. Um, Mox pulls a bag out from under the ring and dumps out some broken glass, which is aggressive, but I'm, I'm also kind of glad it's not taxed.
0: I like that it's different, yeah. Yeah,
1: and also, I feel like tax just they well, when they stick in, yeah, that just sounds awful. Like, I would never want to do tax. Um, uh, Mo- oh, yeah, so Mox had Omega in a sleeper, then Omega fell back and p- put Mox on the glass. But then Mox went right back to the choke on the mat. but then Omega like kind of leaned back to force him on the glass again, and then he pinned him for two, uh, and then had Mox had to release. And Omega hit a V trigger and put them through the cage wall, which is pretty nuts.
0: Yeah, it looked good, and it looked like Omega really caught himself on it, right? Like it looked he like got he got over, over the ropes barely, hurt. but then he yeah. crushed himself on the cage. It looks good, it, yeah. yeah.
1: It was kind of nuts. Um, then Mox has a screwdriver and looks to use it, but Callus takes it away. Um, Omega connects with a ripcord V trigger and a one-winged angel. Then Callus hits him with a screwdriver what? to break the pin and Mox gets the win.
0: Yeah. And Danielson's Callous. reaction was awesome. He's he just, like, some grinning just, ear to ear. Even just cutting to him on commentary, even the commentary, he did one thing where he was saying, like, Mox can use his technical skills in any environment, which I thought was such a nice touch. Like, sure, this is a violent, bloody, gory match, but also, I think it was when he had the choke applied, but still, like, he can still use technical skills in any environment, any type of match, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool. So, um... Yeah, some of Danielson's facial expressions were awesome, especially during the turn. It was great. Just a violent, bloody match, as you would expect. Um, I preferred some of the actual wrestling that took place to the weapons and the glass and stuff, but the spot through the cage did get me. It looked really good, and it looked like Omega could have really hurt himself there. And I mean, bottom line, these two are not going to have a bad match together, I don't think. Uh, it's not... Yeah, the... even
1: like the a uh, crappy explosion can't... Every, that match, match was awesome, though. Oh,
0: yeah, the match was
1: great. Exactly.
0: Um... So I don't think this was the freshest matchup, but it's still highly entertaining, and this is a main event. Although
1: to be fair, it is at least different because yeah, like it is. They've had a normal match, they've had a couple of they had a Noles Bar match, and they had like an exploding match, yep. and then this one's in a cage. So at least like they do kind of try to spice it up each time they, they face up. To be fair, it's like been a different different match each time.
0: Yep, and this feels like a main event. Like no offense, exactly. Butcher and Blade, yeah. but you guys <laughs> being in the main event last week or whatever it was. Um, no, let me see if that was last week. And so. We get a nice final image, right? No, that was the tag match. That
1: was a good main event. I think it was the week before. before that. Okay, two weeks ago. But last right. week's main event was good as well, to be and fair. And so
0: it leaves us something to look forward to next week, because obviously I assume we will get an explanation of some kind from Callus, which mm-hmm. is what we will be anticipating. So I think really good match to end the show, a really good turn to end the show, and leaving us wondering what the I know we were expecting
1: a callus turn. I was, obviously. But to me, this was still surprising because... I always envisioned it involving Hangman. Yeah, like so
0: they've been teasing some tension between right, the two, and that right? was with
1: Hangman there, and I always right. like thought he would be a part of that. Like that would be kind of part of the turn because obviously he doesn't like Hangman. Why would he? Yeah, and so to me, like it was like I'm not saying it's bad. It's just like it still caught me off guard a little yeah. bit because I figured it would be more prolonged. And Callus
0: as a heel is way better. So oh, finding yeah. a way to not make him, and that's what the the tease kind of was, is that. Callus is kind of too heal for omega at this point now right so it makes sense because callous as a baby face is not nearly as interesting that'll never work so i look forward to his explanation i forgot and the that he ran impact but a real yeah really good main event i thought that feels week. like so long ago it was
1: that's that's crazy oh that's so weird now uh mm. um i yeah i agree i thought this was a great uh it was great for a diamond match and for a main event had that main event feel cage stipulation and the feud going into this and who is involved plus the history they have mm-hmm. um definitely felt like a big match especially for tv like you could put this on a pay-per-view card yep you could um and i would say put it on a pay-per-view as is and it would fit Yeah, i like think so just unchanged and you, the turn would be a good pay-per-view swerve too like this is it, it's a pay-per-view match i think and these two typically work well together like you said i don't think they can have a bad match they just they work together they and do. they always have um they had it had some nice spots i thought they did a good job of incorporating the barbed wire chair and a lot of different things I they did that was kind of cool they used it a lot they but flung it was it at each other but like they did yep. different spots with it it like the stomp was nasty um i'm also glad they got all the interference out of the way like there's just like the brief brawling pre-match like that i'm glad that was just yeah out of the way in the early Me going I thought that um left the match to stand on its own which i think helped um the cage brick spot was pretty sick looking uh, omega's landing was kind of amusing but that must have Felt nice. Um, <laughs> other than being spoiled uh, um, before this, because we watched it a little late, I was surprised um, that Cal's turn. Just like I was saying, because like I was envisioned it would be involving Hangman in some way, like or at least that would be part of the rationale. Yeah. And um, he kept pointing to his scar, so I'm, I'm wondering how that's gonna factor in. So yeah. I, again, that's good tease.
0: Yeah, I don't um, know if he was pointing, and then I was like, is he just saying he's smart? But he seemed to be pointing directly at the dent in his right? head. Right, that's what I thought. So, I don't um, know.
1: Danielson's reaction the whole time was just that was too good. Um, love Danielson. And uh, I was just
0: happy that for a match where I honestly wasn't sure who was gonna win, and that's always nice too. Yeah,
1: yeah, it could have gone either way. It right? could have, yeah. Like, they so could have like not. That. He could have not turned, and right. Omega go would have won. Right um double nothing is soon though so we got to be building to the anarchy in the arena soon right like it's gotta be soon
0: yep um i guess overall thoughts this is my favorite dynamite in quite a while i thought this was back to feeling like a really big important show um
1: yeah i heard this is one of the more stacked cards lately
0: opening match really good main event really good i also liked um cassidy garcia in the middle i thought was good all of the pillar promos were at least interesting to very good i like that FTR stuff not a big fan of. The women's match was not fantastic. Um I thought Christian Cage was good. Uh so I'm gonna I'm happy to say that this week I'm gonna go A-I thought this was an A-level show this week. Three matches that I really liked, some vignettes and segments I really liked, so and not much I really Mm-hmm. Disliked, so I'm going a minus this week.
1: Yeah, I think the show was bookended really well because the first match. I mean, oh yeah, oh, and said- we got a
0: trio match, sorry. Excalibur
1: said they could bookend by winning, and that's what they did. I thought Claudio Phoenix True. was great. Cage match was awesome. That's a really nice TV match. I would go watch that if you haven't. Um, the international time match was pretty good in its own right. Trio's match was too, if not too short. Um, I did like all the pillar promos as well. Um, Jericho Strong was just was fine. I'll give that a Little up because Ronnie mm-hmm. didn't sound terrible, right? So that that's a plus. FTR, I didn't really care about, which kind of sucks. Uh, the women's stuff, either the Outcast or the match, was fine. It, it Ish, was okay. <laughs> Christian was solid. Um, I, th- I would say it was a pretty good show. I give it like, uh, I don't know, like almost a minus, but I don't know.
0: Going B plus, uh, a minus. I went a minus. If you want to go on the lighter side, then that's uh, fine. I'll agree with you. that That's fair. I'll it's go always a- good minus. to agree with your dad, you
1: know? Mm. Yeah, sure.
0: All right, awesome. So now we will switch into a little break from analysis and talk some wrestling trivia in a segment we call Off the Top of His Head. All right, so we're going back to AI-generated trivia this week, and it's based on one of your favorite wrestlers in WWE who looks to be, he's at least rumored to be, the first possible mm-hmm. um, champion. He's the
1: rumored front runner,
0: right? So I said, uh, "Can you create 15 multiple-choice questions with answers for Seth Rollins' greatest at WWE matches?" Okay, I know there's some mistakes in here. I checked some, and I know some are right, but it's. The point of this segment is for you to flex your muscle of knowing everything about wrestling and correcting AI is just as valuable Oh, that was, that was in perfect that last week.
1: I love, My favorite wrestling show ever is Backlash 2010. Right.
0: That doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. So number one, I got 15 questions. In which year did Seth Rollins win the Money in the Bank ladder match and subsequently cash in his contract to become the WWE World Heavyweight he Champion? He won in
1: 2014 and he cashed in in 2015.
0: So 2014 is what they're saying. So yeah. They're already wrong? I thought that one was right.
1: They're... It's half right because he won it there, but he didn't. He kept it for like a while. So all right, different, well, different years. So we'll give them a
0: half on that. I'll one. I'll half say that's smart. fair because it
1: was who who won or when when did he win sir?
0: At which event did Seth Rollins face Brock Lesnar and John Cena in a triple threat match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship?
1: Rumble fifteen. <laughs> it's Rumble fifteen.
0: Uh, I believe you. So your options were Mania thirty one, no, Summer Slam. Definitely cashed in. SummerSlam fifteen. That's when he wore the white gear and beat. Cena to become double champ. Royal Rumble 2016. So he, close. Was, he was injured then. And Money in the Bank 2017. He that he wasn't even on that show. So their answer was WrestleMania 31. No, that's, that's when he cashed I, in. I know I looked it, it up was and it was with wrong. Brock
1: and Roman. That's
0: right. that's I know that's wrong. So how does AI not know this? Come that's on, so, AI. That's oh my that's who, so bad. Who did Seth Rollins defeat at WrestleMania 33 to win the Universal Championship? Okay, that's the question so many levels. Go ahead, correct it.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay, so because at WrestleMania 33, Brock Lesnar won the Universal Tower from Goldberg. Okay. At Mania 33, Rollins wore... I remember he had the gold gear. Remember he had the f- entrance with the torch and he burned yes, the Yes, I do. Right? Yes. And he beat Triple H in an unsanctioned match. So that's not true. All right. Number, number four... No. Wait, did, did it say who did he beat though? Yes, they Was said it? Roman Reigns. That's not true either. He beat Lesnar for both times. That's <laughs> wrong on every possible level.
0: Which match saw Seth Rollins cash in his Money in the Bank contract during the main event? It, it better be Lesnar Reigns. But that does not even right. So what they meant was not which match, which pay per view. Mania Thirty One. Okay, they got that one right. Okay. Other than the question was slightly flawed. Okay, they said which match, not. But show they also
1: said that's when he. I mean, I guess that by their logic, that could work. You're
0: gonna hurt AI's feelings, so don't be so mean, okay? Who did Seth Rollins face in a ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania Thirty Four? Go nothing. None of that is no, good. No, he didn't. Cause okay, it's the only thing that's right is Mania Thirty
1: Four and Intercontinental Title match. So what what was? So what did that say? Four way ladder match? Nope. Wait. It just says
0: who did Seth Rollins face in a ladder match for the IC Championship? It's okay. So and it's saying the Miz is the answer.
1: (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) what? Okay. So there was no ladder match. I'll okay. start that off. Other than that, um, he did have an intercontinental title match at Mania 34. Yeah, it was with The Miz. Okay, but it was also with Finn Balor. Okay, and so the funny part is, is so, he is an option here. So he won the title in that match. That was like, do you remember he like stomped one of them onto the other guy? Mm-hmm. That he that that's that spot. Um, that's when he won. Like he had like the Game of Thrones gear. And he had the blue eye contacts. If yep. you remember. Yeah. So, anyways, he won the title in that triple threat match, and then. On the first Saudi show, which was Greatest World Rumble, he defended it in a four way ladder match against those two and Samoa Joe. So, which, and those events are really close together. Gotcha. So, I guess it's, it's, I don't know, it's weird then.
0: In which year did Seth Rollins face Randy Orton in a Hell in a Cell match? He didn't. That's what I, I looked and looked and couldn't find anything. So, they're saying 2015. Cause I even looked, he's been in like six Hell in a Cell matches. Yeah, so but none of them I, were him. he's
1: faced Ambrose in a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. He's faced Kevin Owens in a Hell in a Cell match. He faced The Fiend in a Hell in a Cell match. I think he was match. one in five when I looked it up. He's faced Cody in a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. Uh, I know I'm Undertaker, any of them? No. No. But, like, okay, so it's this is interesting because he did face Randy Orton in a cage match, but it was a steel cage match, and it was Extreme Rules 2015, mm-hmm. and RKO was banned. And then at Hell in a Cell 2015, he faced Demon Kane, but it was a singles match, and it was,
0: it was standard, so... That's super wrong on both wrong. levels. Which match at SummerSlam 2019 saw Seth Rollins defeat Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship?
1: Which match?
0: Yeah. What? Which match type?
1: It was just a standard match.
0: But they say no. Your options are last man standing, no. steel cage. No. Falls count anywhere, no. no holds barred. No, those are right. <laughs> they said it's falls count anywhere. I love
1: that match, though. That was that was really good because that was, that was in Toronto. Just remember, a normal match, though. Remember, right? that was the hot match. That was the one where Lesnar swung around by the rib tape yes. and he did the frog smash to the yes. table. That was a really good match. That it was. That like, was like 13 minutes or something,
0: but like it was that good. was really good. Who did Seth Rollins face in the finals of the WWE World Heavyweight Championship Tournament at Survivor Series in 2015? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? You don't like that question? That's so stupid. Why? What's...
1: The whole point of that tournament was to crown a new champion when he got injured. So that's... So uh, the that tournament was, exists
0: because he couldn't be in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't face Sheamus in the final? <laughs> no?
1: That's awesome. That's, that's equally funny. You want to know why? Okay, so that's that's the famous injury from him, right, where he did the sunset flip decay and his knee buckled. Right. Which, ironically, was in Ireland, mm-hmm. so... Sheamus, but so therefore the tournament the whole purpose of the tournament was because he could not be champion Correct. so he can't be in it not only that but Sheamus wasn't in the tournament either he had money in the bank at that time he cashed in the title he cashed in the briefcase after Roman Reigns beat Ambrose in the finals of the tournament so neither <laughs> of them were in the tournament that's amazing I'll that's, do, I'll do <laughs> that's so horrible I'll do
0: two more because we gotta keep moving so number that's nine so bad. at which event did Seth Rollins <laughs> defeat Triple H in an unsanctioned match Mania 33,
1: I already talked about this. Got
0: it right. That's nice.
1: Okay, but then why did they say he won the
0: universal title? The AI is inconsistent. It is. It's Uh, contradicting itself. Don't be using it for your schoolwork yet, people, because it is not ready. It is not ready. Which event featured the match where Seth Rollins defended the WWE Universal Championship against the Fiend Bray Wyatt in a Falls Count Anywhere?
1: Crown Jewel 2019.
0: (laughs) Not even an option. What? They say Hell in a Cell 2019.
1: No, that was a Hell in a Cell match. Remember, yeah. it was the red cell, the so red lighting. They got close. They got close. And yeah, that was the first match because that was the one where, remember, he piled a bunch of crap on the fiend and, yeah, and I then the it. ref didn't want right. to hit him and they hit it with a sledgehammer. Right. And I remember after the match, the fiend, the fiend, the fiend, the the, the monster mm-hmm. was being taken away on a stretcher and then he attacked him. I remember people retaining AEW and that was funny. Yeah. And then they had the false gun match in the red lighting in Saudi. Very nice. So. Well. That that tournament question is the funniest thing I've ever heard.
0: So these are kind of enjoyable. I should keep trying. I I enjoy it very much. And you get to still... Display your knowledge, which is yeah. the point, and we get a laugh oh, out of it. They get it. <laughs> that's a fantastic. And if they question. ever do get it right, that's fine too. Then yeah, the, like uh, All those, right. those
1: are the two best questions I've ever heard in my entire life. The thing about Backlash 2010, <laughs> and then the tournament that supposedly it's Seth Rollins in it, even though the whole point was that Seth Rollins was injured. So I, hey, this that's is my l- favorite it's, thing
0: ever. It's way less work for me to do this, so I'm happy going forward. We will see. That's, my, that's the funny part. I didn't even Google Jack anything knows more than the AI. That's the, the, the
1: Backlash one. I think I at least Googled. I Yes. to double check but i didn't even google no. stuff i just
0: no that's that's so sad excellent work we'll bring it back again next week I'll this, come this up is with what a we're to replaced by i like it. exactly <laughs> idiots but anyways now we'll move back into talking about wrestling whatever we saw and liked or didn't like throughout the week and we call it high spots and rest holds All right. Do you have anything from Monday Night Raw? As that would have been I the first day of the week. Have a little. What you got? Um, I know nothing okay. about Raw this week. I don't think, unless I, I had trigger. A I had a
1: rest hold, which was Ripley was beating up Dana Brooke after a match, and then Natalia came face to face with her.
0: Ugh. So that's the next challenger.
1: Yeah, that seems gross. That, that do not like Natalia. gross. And also, um, Natalia. It, it could have just been me, but she looked. Her face looks really altered now.
0: It definitely is.
1: Yeah, it just looks. Like, I mean, do what you want to do. It looks but so We don't have to like it. We don't have to think un- it looks good. unappealing. Correct. Okay. And uh, then the only other thing I had from RAW was the high spot, which it's not going to sound like a high spot at first, but just we'll bear with look. you. Bear with me here. Yep. Um, so Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville were going around RAW backstage getting signatures for a petition to get a women's tag title rematch because they got. The finish of their match on SmackDown for Raquel and Liv Morgan was they there's the whole thing with water, so they uh, uh doesn't sound like a high spot so far. Are you exactly. right? Exactly. Not the point, because they tried to get signatures from the way, because they were all talking backstage. Uh-huh. And they didn't sign. And then after Green and Deville left, Gargano was talking about how great it is to have them all back together, and he said he's coming back soon. Which Good. sounds like a champ of tease. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. That could be good. Yeah, right. I'll take that as a high spot yeah. if, if he's back.
1: That's why I saw people saying. I was like, oh, yeah. I like him. Unless he's unless they're friends with The Fiend or something. He's very good. You know, could be The Fiend. He, be. he was always
0: No, thank him. you. No, thank hey,
1: you. Hey, The Fiend is awesome. Okay.
0: Um, So talking about, I guess we're talking about NXT next from Tuesday night. I love NXT. The rest hold for me was the first match of the women's tournament, which was also the opening show this week. And that saw Tiffany Stratton defeat Gigi Dolan. Happy with the result. Not surprised by it. She did hit her moonsault less than five minutes. Uh, Dolan had her shoulder taped, so Stratton was targeting that a few times. But honestly, Dolan just looks slow and sloppy and not someone who's been wrestling a long time. She's a veteran compared to Stratton, right? And she just looks. Even compared not to good. JC Jean, I
1: would say, in their yeah. faction, if you want to go there. Her-
0: she hit an awful-looking Bronco Buster on Stratton. Oh, yeah, um, I think
1: that's part of that now, which I don't like.
0: Stratton also hit an awkward-looking Samoa drop at one point, and I thought this was a little bit of a mess, and I'm generally really high on Stratton. So the one good thing, I guess, is JC Jane was nowhere to be seen and had played no role in this, so that's good. The win for Stratton was clean, um, and I imagine she's one of the favorites in this tournament, I would think. Right? I saw that. Um, she or wants Jade, to go back
1: to Priscilla Kelly. Oh,
0: really? Yeah. Well, she's not doing much for me as Gigi Dolan. Uh, high spot for me was the we got the Mellow's Barbershop was back today. Wasn't my favorite of the Barbershop segments, probably my least favorite, but I still enjoyed it for the most part. You had Mello thanking Trick for st- sticking up for him last week with Braun, and Trick basically saying that he's ready to take on Braun Breaker this week on his own in the main event. Uh, I thought Mello and Trick sounded good. The only thing I didn't really like was the frequent quick cuts to the other patrons in the Barbershop. It felt really phony, and they looked like they were just kind of bad acting i don't know but um mark my words I'm, I'm saying trick williams is going to be a big deal in wwe he's improving in all areas um high spot for me i thought it was a solid not spectacular tag match you had gallus defeat the dyad with their boot flapjack finisher thingy in uh, 11 minutes so you had ava causing a distraction ivy nile taking her out and that allowed gallus to pick up the win a decent match like all four of these guys are solid uh predictable finish by all accounts Looks like the dyad are on their way out, right? So I'm not surprised that they didn't win here. Gallus is a decent tag team, like kind of like brawling European style. It's I weird. guess I liked them a lot
1: more in UK. Me Maybe too. it was just the small pond aspect. I they, they they looked a lot better in UK. It might have been because of like it was less like I don't know.
0: I don't think they work well as baby faces either. No, like that's kind of bugging me. But,
1: Although it's weird because Joe Coffey doesn't, doesn't it, it, yeah, it, it just doesn't fit. It's kind of like a Charlotte thing.
0: Yeah, it's not quite working as well as I yeah. would hope. um We get a high spot I thought was a wrestling mystery. I just remember
1: Wolfgang drinking with Demon Kemp.
0: So we see a hooded figure watching various women who've been attacked in recent months in the parking lot. Smackdown hacker. Um, so Nikita Lyons, Wendy Chu. I don't think I saw any footage of Saul Ruka's attack. So I don't know if that's I did. a different person or... It's, so it was all three of them, in that vignette. Ooh, I don't know. Uh, well, I've
1: seen, I've seen the Sol Ruka attacker. That's what you mean. Because I, I
0: only know. noticed they were focusing on lions and Chew. That this person's responsible for those two. I didn't see Ruka's thrown in there, but we'll see. And I've said it before. I'm a bit of a sucker for whodunits in wrestling, so I can give this a chance.
1: Especially when it's in the NXT parking lot.
0: sign me up. absolutely. We gotta, we gotta figure out what's going on in that parking well, that lot. That parking lot is just—it's right? a hell spawn. Um, you're gonna find this hard to believe, but Resthold was Von Wagner for no! me this week. So Stone is trying Wait, to... I just
1: talk about his legendary heel turn.
0: Stone is trying to get him to open up, right? And he, Okay, so they're still... Yes, and he great. keeps holding up this baby picture of Von Wagner with, like, a dozen or more staples in his head, so clearly he had some sort of issue. And this picture keeps triggering Wagner, and he can't talk about oh, it. Oh,
1: it's like a May 19th thing for Kane. And
0: then Luca Crucifino shows up and kind of makes a joke about something, a head-related pun. This? And Wagner beats him up. Yeah. and So... Funny. They're trying really hard to make this guy interesting, but it's just not working. He's, I don't think it's possible. He's super awkward on camera for some reason, and Robbie E or Robert Stone, Robbie E's his impact gimmick, uh, he deserves better than this. Uh, another rest hold I thought was um, Damon Kemp and Eddie Thorpe. Thorpe won after five minutes, and his finisher is a jumping elbow drop, like jumping from the mat, not from the top.
1: Yeah, why?
0: So I thought this was a better performance. Like empire elbow, kind of. Better performance from Thorpe, but I still don't think it was very good. I've liked some of his stuff in the Indies, so I'm not sure what's missing. Uh, and Kemp has looked better than he did here as well. So uh, I think both these guys have potential, but I didn't love this match. Um, I think Braun Breaker's growing as a heel. He delivered a promo here saying that he hasn't changed his attitude, but he's just stopped caring uh, that he carried the NXT flag for over a year. And what did that get him? Because basically the fans started turning on him, right? And that's what he's saying. Like, I was your baby face champion and you guys started booing me kind of thing. I was so,
1: Googling stuff. And so I was trying to make sure that Adam Cole still had a longer title run than him. Yeah. And so I look, when I Google it, um, it said 292, which would be shorter than Braun's second reign, I think. But then Bummer. But then another thing I saw said 396. Yeah. So I'm going to go with that.
0: Right. So he says tonight he's going to hurt Trick Williams and put him in the hospital like he did with Melo. And again, makes sense because the fans did start turning on him before they were supposed to. Um, what doesn't make as much sense is him going after a title that he said was a curse and that he was done with, right? But now he's right back in the title hunt. But anyways, rest hold. Dijak, and Dragunov um, only because it looks like they're saving this match for Battleground. So we got less than five minutes here. And then it was a DQ for Dijak after he attacks Dragonov with the chair. So decent physical action while it lasted. And the pay-per-view matchup will probably be really good, but I was just hoping for more in this spot, and it was okay. Another rest holds kind of similar situation was Dempsey and Tyler Bate. Um, similar issue to that previous match. that It looked good on paper, but they gave it just over three minutes. Joe Gacy showed up. Tyler Bate jumped on top of him and Gulak outside. Then we got a cheap shot from Gacy. Bate takes a very high angle bridging German, like almost too high to say I your sur- shoulders him. are down. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. No, it was a dragon
0: so it feels like maybe we're yeah sorry dragon maybe we're getting a four-way at battleground or something because clearly what, like, this isn't done all four would that be gacy bait dempsey gulak i don't know or a tag do match? No, another north american five way i'm not quite sure but there's something going on that you we didn't get a, this full match you could
1: do another north american title match you I could would, i would do that me too I that'd be that. fun
0: high spot probably it,
1: it might work out definitely just based on the styles
0: in there it might high spot probably always going to be one noam dar he appears on a TV screen behind Dragon Lee as he's being interviewed. Dar makes it sound like he's gonna give Lee a tight a shot at the Heritage Cup, but actually he then bait and switches us by saying that he wants Lee to be the first guest on the supernova sessions. Uh oh, yeah. I just find Dar super charismatic and entertaining. And honestly, most of the supernova sessions in NXT UK were pretty amusing, right? So I'm hoping. That. I mean they won't have Shaw Samuels as a sidekick, but I don't think that's a big deal can do most of the talking in this feud for Dragon Lee which is probably a good idea and I just think he's awesome uh final thing from NXT I thought the main event was solid right it was Trick Braun Breaker Trick may not quite be main event material at this point but he's improved a lot and had a pretty solid short match with Braun Breaker here he did end up losing to the Steiner Recliner which is Braun's like heel finisher because he can not release it and whatever it looks painful it wasn't a great main event but I thought it was a solid match Gives Braun a win over Melo's buddy ahead of their rematch, right? Uh, Impact really quickly. Opening match was a high spot for me. It was Killer Kelly and Masha Slamovich. I love both of them. Highly competitive match. Um, Good looking offense from each of them. uh, Masha countered a chokehold into a pinfall. But uh, Killer Kelly kept the hold and continued to choke Masha after the bell. So ended up with her music playing and whatever, even though Masha got the win. I'm happy Masha gets a quality win. And I thought Killer Kelly looked good in defeat. Um, rest hold for me Aldis makes his return in ring he defeated Canadian boy which I didn't know from Ottawa Sheldon Jean I figured
1: that's why he was on that dark match yeah
0: in under four minutes with an elbow drop followed by the clover leaf I think all this is just okay in the ring and this was pretty much a squash squash and nothing special Kenny King was on commentary seems to be on a collision course with Aldis which is too bad because I've been enjoying Kenny King but he's clearly (laughs) not going to beat Aldis I don't think at this point High spot, part three of Gia's sit-down with Kazarian. Um, he got a title shot, came up short. He's talking about the titles always on his mind, despite being involved in other angles that have nothing to do with the title. Just saying his excuse was he's sort of, he will always fight along people that he believes in sort of thing. Pretty short, and I still don't really know what comes out of these this three-part interview, but I found it entertaining at least. And I thought Gia Miller did a really good job too. I thought the Good Hands had a decent tag match against Decay. They actually picked up a win, the good hands. I was kind of disappointed they beat Tarrouz. Which, me too. I didn't like Tarrouz taking the pin. But uh, Brian Myers came down and got involved with the good hands. And you said it too, and I agree. They seem to really fit well together, whatever it is. That makes
1: much more sense than Bully, right? Way
0: more sense. So only a five-minute match. The action was fine. And I do like the good hands winning. I do like them pairing with Myers. Didn't like Tarrouz taking the pin. High spot, I thought Macklin getting away from Mahabali Shara and... Champagne Sing. Looks like it was just a one-week alliance. Uh, he's moved away. He none of that was helping Macklin. So goodbye to them. Um, Rest hold. The challengers lined up for Macklin. He beat Rhino for the to retain on this show. Slow but decent nine-minute match. Um, Macklin was targeting Rhino's leg and he ended up winning anyways. And then he continued to assault Rhino after the match. Rhino actually was stretchered out on this. And then so his next challenger's PCO, which I also don't have a lot of interest in. And impact yeah, neither of those are good. Much like we were saying about the tag division in AEW, Impact really needs to build some top tier baby faces, or Macklin's reign is going to continue to feel pretty unimpressive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of one person and I watch every week who would be believable as a challenger. You could have built Mike Bailey, but if he's not specifically under contract to them, I don't think they're doing it, right? So I think I thought he was. I think the only thing left is Macklin Aldis, which I don't want. Like, I would have loved if you could have turned Chris Bay into a singles babyface by now, or Ace Austin, or Mike Bailey, but they're not... I don't know who it's going to be on the horizon. Um, Rest Hold, Joe Henry Dirty Dango Alliance. Kind of silly, pointless stuff. They're trying to investigate who attacks Santino Morella. They got a segment on this show, and Fandango beat Swinger in a two-minute match. It is comic relief. It's not as bad as some of Impact's attempts at comedy, but it's a miss for me, nonetheless. Um, rest hold, the design Callahan angle continues. Diener cut a promo about his army of men who will follow him and do anything for him. It's like
1: when the Dark Order had <laughs> the
0: weird creepers. And then I put, but not help him win any matches. Um, and then Sammy and Rich Swan, because he begged Swann to help him, are disguised as part of the Yellow Hoodie guys, and they start a brawl. And it's just painful for me, and they've pulled Rich Swan in because he wasn't doing anything else. The design needs to go away. Sammy needs to go back to doing that, um anti-hero thing he was doing a while ago that i thought was really good what the weird hacker thing yeah like not even the hacker just like kind of that but he was just doing it as more of an anti-hero and i thought it was cool main event tag team match was good we had the coven successfully defend their knockouts titles against kind of a super team of jordan grace and diana perazo they they, kind of did they (laughs) it got 15 minutes ended up being a good competitive match and i think the win helps establish the coven as a legit team because they did defeat a team of single superstars the pace was slow at times, but that was mostly when the heels were in control, and that made sense. And you did have in terms of the coexisting, uh, Jordan Grace accidentally knocked Perazzo off the apron. That allowed the Coven to hit their boot spinebuster finisher, and it kind of allows Perazzo and Grace to continue their angle because they're sort right. of knockouts title competitors still. Aren't they
1: kind of both babyface?
0: Yeah, that's one of the issues. They there is not a clear heel there. So the Coven then beat down Jordan Grace after the bell, and Trinity shows up to make the save. And that is all I had. Do you have any SmackDown?
1: Um, yeah, I got a bit. I, I only have a couple. Okay.
0: Uh, one of them was Grimes One is debut Yay. against Corbin in six seconds. What gimmick is he doing? I think it's the same thing. Okay. Six seconds. Nice. Just cave-in done. Yeah, I hope the cave in looked good because when it looks, it good, it yeah. looks good, it looks good. Nice. Good for him.
1: Um, another h- high spot was the Roman reigns bloodline segment. Um, like he he was kind of I liked him kind of coming down harder on the Usos now that they're failing him and their title list, right., uh, he made he made them apologize. and then the misdirection with Roman solo getting the tag title shot instead i thought was kind of cool yeah that's so I, I like the whole thing it, it's freshening it up
0: a bit because it needs it a little bit yeah, right? it, yeah i don't
1: think it's lost email i can understand why some people are turning away but i don't think i think it's kind of relative to, to everything
0: else wwe's doing it's still i think interesting, s- it's interesting
1: to say it doesn't have anything less it's kind of stupid though
0: yeah i don't i think they can still get a bit there's more still the payoff where jay or both those right. are done yeah agree anything I mean, else uh no all right and you said there's nothing for figures this week. Uh, no. So look at us coming in right at about two hours, almost exactly at this point. So thanks for tuning in, listening to us talk about wrestling. Uh, anything uh, you can do to tell somebody else about our show would be great. We're not super good at promoting, or we don't do it at all, to be honest. So there's very no, we're the bad few of you it. loyal listeners that are listening. You've what we got you've what we got you're what we've got yeah so tell somebody else that what we got tell somebody else that likes wrestling and listening to the podcast to check us out really appreciate any time you spend with us each week listening Uh, we'll definitely be back for 148 next week and until then everybody take care